welcome to episode three of season four of the Academically Ineligible podcast. If you're keeping track, that's 74 episodes. Uh, three with this new name. The former name will not be mentioned anymore. But uh, my name is Andy. and uh, he, he won't even get into it with us why. It's like, it, did we break some reasons. laws? Podcast yeah. laws? or Those that should assist by probably, names. Um, what's his name? Sex it's all perfectly legal. So, Charlie anyway. Uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's he up to now, anyway? He's probably a assistant think you somewhere. See I was like, that or oh, yeah. still getting that assists. Notre Dame money. Yeah. All right, so anyway, um, I'm Andy. I'm joined um, across town, I guess, by Andrew. Hell yeah, you are. I'm Hell here. Hell yeah. Andrew hit up happy hour today. It's, so It's already there. Adjust expectations accordingly. It's a day that ends in Y. We're joined a little uh, south by his uh, voice doppelganger. Uh, that's Tom. You here? Hey, guys. Hello, hello. And we got uh, Mike down uh, in uh, in Alabama. I, I'm, I'm still here. Roll Tide. He's still here. Roll Tide. And we're joined this week by a special guest, uh, James, from sunny California. Did you say Sony, California? <laughs> sunny. Well, well, say, right. you know, I think that su- still applies sun- to you. Sunny. Oh, it is sunny. What a money hat. <laughs> what a money I'm telling hat. you, ever since you moved to Ohio, you're just picking up the those little oh, oops, oops, oh, Sony, oops, oops. I say ope. All right, so... Um, so I didn't oop count at work today. It was seven. I'm not even joking. <laughs> just you or everybody? <laughs> it is funny you guys had to come all the way out to California to find a Big Ten expert, though. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, that is uh, funny. Well, yeah. 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 All right, at least, well... At uh, least one that actually is, you know, knowledge and, and tact and <laughs> wisdom. That's right. Well, I'm not blinded yeah. by, like, years of success like you guys are, so uh, th- that's helpful. Well, yeah. some of us. <laughs> some of us. <laughs> He's talking. I'm only talking about the Ohio right. State fans. Like, almost got it. <laughs> some some of us have won a national championship in the last 30 years. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yes. So anyway, uh, James, I, I guess talk a little bit about what you do or plug anything you want to plug here. Uh, well, by by day, I uh, I work at Insomniac Games, and uh, so last year we shipped Marvel Spider Man. Good time. Uh, a lot of I've never heard of it. Good What's time? that game about? Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of niche, honestly. Um, it's about a niche uh-huh. man uh, and his okay. niche efforts to save a niche city. Um, had, to, had to dig really deep yeah. for like a new kind of action genre type content. Yeah, it, it, it you know it did it did surprisingly well. Um, no, we you know it's been it's nice. been a lot of fun working on Marvel stuff. Um, but that's my yeah. that's my day job. Uh, by night, I yell about Nebraska football a lot on Twitter. Uh, nice. nice. I'm a big Nebraska football fan. I, uh, I follow Nebraska football in the Big Ten uh, as closely as I can. Got three away trips or three trips to games already planned this year. So uh, get to go uh, see the false preacher PJ Fleck in his uh, temple. <laughs> And, uh, Row the hope, boat. That's a really nice stadium, by the uh, way. I hear it's great, and I look forward to Nebraska sinking the damn boat while I'm there. Uh, do you uh, Viking funeral? Do you, like, do you like being in the Big Ten more than you you did like being in the Big Twelve? Um, I was gonna I was, I was gonna ask the Big 
eight. But well, so okay. <laughs> I think the big eight might have been before his time. No, I remember the big eight. Um, and so I think if Nebraska fans ever are nostalgic, they're nostalgic for the big eight because it was just us in Oklahoma. So you know, it, it was either us or them every year, basically. And the Texas schools really messed things up. And when they moved the Nebraska Oklahoma yeah. rivalry, that and it became a not every year thing, and it wasn't on Thanksgiving, like. And then Oklahoma went to shit. Um, and I guess they were already bad before that. But all of those things sort of added up to make us less enamored. I think if I still lived in Lincoln, what I would miss about the Big 12 is there was a lot of easy road trips. You know, Iowa, Iowa City, or I'm sorry, not Iowa City, but Ames uh, for Iowa State. You can get down to Lawrence. You can get to Missouri. You can get to Kansas State. So you had four games, so essentially two every year that were a three-hour road trip. And then, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Colorado were all not that far away. Um yeah. Whereas in the Big Ten, our road trips are a lot further. That said, the quality of city and um, the quality of away games are way, way better in the Big Ten. Um, It's been a lot of fun going to the Big Ten games. We fit in pretty well, I feel like. I feel like we're not too weird. Uh, Maybe you guys feel differently because we're like the new guys, but... I don't feel like we're Rutgers or Maryland, so... um. I I was going to say, it's a little bit better than the very new guys, because, I mean... Rutgers. Yeah, and like uh, you feel yeah, way better say, because you're a bunch yet? of like uh, Midwestern uh, fat people who like fried foods, so you're you sa- fit perfectly South with the Wisconsin. big motif. Uh. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I really like it. I've enjoyed going. I've enjoyed every Big Ten stadium I've been to so far. Um, I haven't been to Penn State yet, so that's probably why. It's <laughs> it's it's ice creams and missing statues. Nice. What about Purdue? I, I've heard that has a oh, it's great. No, have a nice stadium. Who? Yeah, P- Purdue. We're going to be talking about them tonight, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. I, I'm. I was supposed to go to that game this year, but I think I'm going to too many games, so I've, I've kind of taken it off my schedule for now. Here, well, you know, never, the, you never know what will happen in Purdue. If uh, let me tell you the you one know. bad thing about Purdue is they they, <laughs> they close down all the roads around the stadium after the game, so when you want to get hit by a car, there's no cars to actually hit you. Oh, <laughs> which yeah. is. Yeah, we had that experience mm, last year, shame. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's get rolling with some stuff here. I think the only thing that's changed with the uh, polls in our uh, talking about the poll section is... <laughs> no football. Um, well, uh, the, the coaches allegedly uh, voted on the top 25 teams. Oh boy. And um, so, unfortunately, we do not have an appearance in here in the top 25, but I do see down at number 26, I see Nebraska. And I demand a recount. Just votes. missed it, man. How'd you guys let hey. Northwestern ahead of you? Ooh. So close. You know, this is Scott Frost's fault because he didn't rank us. Should have voted as number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. If he had voted as number one, yeah. we would be, what, that'd be 25 points, so we'd be 177 points, so we'd be 24th, and Northwestern wouldn't be ranked. So Scott Frost Where they belong. Us. Uh, well, I'm happy uh, for the. I don't know. Like I, these don't matter. They don't matter. This is just for us for no, podcasts to talk about. I look forward to knocking yeah, Iowa, exactly Northwestern, right. and Wisconsin out of the top twenty-five. That's all I'm looking forward to. I feel like sadly Holy these do shit. matter though because ranked. they base everything off this shit from the get-go. Um, I'm well. Iowa's ranked, yeah, maybe that's interesting. I mean, I'm I personally I'm eyeing Duke's ten points. I'm just I'm going to wipe those out. <laughs> I thought mm. Alabama would get more first place votes, honestly. 
Well, I think the... we were talking earlier trying to figure out why, you know, there's like thought like, well, Clemson lost a lot more defensive players and Alabama, mm-hmm. but does that really matter because Alabama's defense was just so much Bad. worse than Clemson's? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I don't know if 10. it matters that you returned to, like, I don't know. Well, you lost Quinn Williams, right? So, yeah. But you returned a D-line that couldn't get pressure anyway, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, I mean, does it even... How's your kicker and his blocking? <laughs> what do you think they're doing in practice right now at, uh, at 8.52 p.m.? He's, he's out there okay. practicing uh, sled, sledding, uh, blocking, blocking, tackling. Which team do you think okay. is most overrated in this poll? Uh, Florida. Mm. Michigan. Florida. Michigan. Florida's a good choice. Mm. Yeah. Nope. Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M is also really high, yeah. Uh, I, I think Michigan and Florida are overrated, really. But I, I, I could see Florida. I think UCF is pretty overrated in this poll. I think UCF is going to come back down to earth this year. I also have a lot of questions about Ohio State, which I'm sure Andrew will answer drunkenly later. But, like, listen, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's his catchphrase. Listen, listen. That's just, listen. That's just <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh okay. we we've been we've been kind of beating around the bush here. So, let's just talk about the top 10. Uh so we got Clemson with 59 first place votes, Alabama with 6, uh number 2, uh UGA at 3, Oklahoma 4, um Ohio State at 5. I was going to skip that, but I guess we'll try to be responsible here. Yeah. Uh LSU at 6. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Michigan at seven, uh, Florida at eight, Notre Dame nine, and Texas at ten. So there's your top ten. Okay, cool. You sure you don't want to do a top eleven to include another SEC team? I feel like this has been yeah. done before. We can go to so twelve. Oh, yeah, we, we play them this year, we, so we can go let's to count twelve and include. One. We can go to twelve and include like friend of the programs, Washington, the first uh, Pac-12 team. Oh shit! Sort of on the poll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Does Washington even feel like a threat to anyone? No, but neither does Oregon. No one in, no. No one in the Pac-10 does. <laughs> I feel like the Pac is kind of irrelevant right now, so I don't know. Because the problem is the Pac-10 will never, or Pac-12, whatever the hell they want to call now, they'll never. None of them will go undefeated, and if they don't go undefeated, they're not making the playoff. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, Washington did a few years ago. And then got stomped. Yeah. Well, yeah, but everyone's yeah. getting. They ruined now. it for everyone so, in the yeah. pack. Well, yeah, it's yeah. basically like, who? Congratulations, you made the playoff. Now get your ass kicked by Alabama or Clemson. That's why the yeah. Big Ten doesn't have any teams in the playoffs anymore. Do you know the last time the Big Ten scored a point in the playoffs was right? Oh, is when Ohio <laughs> State won. Oh, at all, <laughs> which was the Hell first yeah. year. Was the first year of the playoffs. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> uh, you earned all your points for, for that one day. <laughs> well. All right. Well, okay. We we could talk about the uh, all that fun stuff forever, but let's uh, kind of skip down into. Um, I don't think that there was much news since last week, other than these uh, god awful uh, uniforms that Michigan State is going to be wearing this year. They are so bad. Oh, that's wh- that's why Jason Kirk was like bad mouthing Michigan State all day. <laughs> does it? Yeah, does it feel like um, somehow? Or like, uh, like it feels like something went terribly wrong at Nike, and they thought that they were making a uniform yes. for Oregon State, but like, <laughs> but but colors. it was for Oregon. Like Oregon became Oregon State. I don't know. Like, did like someone like accidentally sit on the wrong button on their laptop, you know, keyboard to size the text up on this? Like, what? 
What is this abomination? <laughs> but the, the, here's the other thing, though. Like, they, I'm sure they presented it to Michigan State. Like, how did no one there say, nope, no, we're not wearing these. We're not I wearing mean, these. The way they leaked was the players were like, taking pictures like, hell yeah, these are sweet. Like, who looks at this like, hell yeah. An 18-year-old does. students. Yeah. Guys who are tired of wearing the sad Michigan State uniform. That's what it is. Uh, but this is not better. Like, I don't... <laughs> I'd rather wear the sad one. They had those gold ones one year, which weren't terrible. I'd rather wear the Sparty uniform. Look, did they say who they're wearing these against? Uh, Probably Michigan, but I don't know. Well, it's just like, well, it doesn't matter who they're wearing them against. It's like you're going to get your ass kicked by Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State. Like, Michigan State, like, is just slowly circling the drain back into mediocrity yeah. now that they're in the Eastern Division of the Big Ten. Like, they're never going to challenge for more than, you know, third place, second place, maybe once in a great while. Like, their reign is over. Their time is over. D'Antonio should retire. <laughs> only wow. Thing th- He's not going to do that. The but. only thing they're going to hold on to hope for is that every Saturday is, like, gray and rainy. Just, well, luckily, just pray. Just they're, they're, they're East Lansing. Lansing. they don't have to hope. East Lansing. <laughs> That's East Lansing. Yeah. <laughs> have you yeah, ever seen a crowd looks... look more miserable at a football game than a Michigan State Spartan crowd? Because every time I watch them play a home game, it just looks like the worst place to be on a Saturday. I feel oh, like I so can say bad. that about a lot of the Big Ten, though. It's so bad, though. No, they like I'm like, saying they look particularly miserable. Like at Wisconsin, they're drunk and having a good time. Michigan, like everyone's pretty chill. Like Ohio State, Penn State are into it. Nebraska's into it. Like maybe Iowa, but they have the little kids in the hospital to wave at, which is like yeah, the most pandering bullshit thing that makes me sick. But <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna you're trigger so Andrew about the uh, about the kids. In I the hate hospital. Iowa. That's oh. really more what it is. So okay, okay. it's sorry, tainted. Yeah. I remember, I remember when we played Iowa a couple years ago, we were just getting like our ass like whooped, and they're like, "All right, fourth quarter." And Urban's like, "I guess I gotta fucking wave at these kids, even though we're down thirty I, points." I remember the camera like spotlighting Urban, you know, doing the turning and waving part, and he's losing. Was, was that the Papa John's pizza on the golf cart game? No, no that no, was no, versus no, no. Michigan State in the big title. Okay, game. all right, all right. It was, a Indian, um, it was an Indianapolis uh, uh-huh. backstage. I was there. Know? That was great. <laughs> okay, so Mike, before we get uh, any further, and we're gonna start doing our previews. This oh no. is our our in or weekly, sorry, not in our our weekly quiz. Can you name the teams in the Big Ten East, please? Crap. Oh, it it should be easier because it's I don't think easy. they're fucked up with like weird crossovers. Like technically, the Southeastern Conference is like that. Man. Okay. okay. Um. 12, 12 don't teams? worry, we have the don't worry, we have the ACC uh, next week no, with the no, coastal and no, the whatever. I'm skipping next week. No, no. <laughs> the ACC uh, has divisions. Yeah. Well, yeah. What direction? There's no. They have Clemson and then everyone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that really should be what the championship game should be. It should just be like whoever from everyone else did the best. It's just free for all in the in the, uh, in the championship yeah. game. I mean, that's what they want uh, the SEC to do. Uh, but anyway, so the East. East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming there's 12 teams, so that's six each. Uh, if I can yes, count there's right. 12 teams in the Big Ten. Yes, yes. You're right. Okay. Well, Rutgers no. is way over there, and Maryland is way over there, and uh, Penn State. It's it's that way. And 
Uh, I know Pitt is not in the Big Ten. Correct. Um, they probably should be, but uh, Ohio State. I'm just, I'm going to throw out Ohio State. Shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ohio State. Also, Michigan. Bef- Michigan State might. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a crap team in there. No, I'm sorry. I already said Rutgers in Maryland. Yeah. You said the mm-hmm. crappiest mm-hmm. of teams. There's there's another crappy one in there. Also, to it, clarify, the there's 14 teams. And he's got six of them, right? Yeah. It's it one seven. more. That's pretty, yeah. So it's seven, so there's 14. That's correct. Uh-huh. Shit. Well, that's why it's called the Big 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So you got six why? of the seven, though. You're just missing one. And I probably have made fun of where this town is for four years now. <laughs> Haven't I? Is it Purdue? Maybe. Purdue nope. in east-west Lafayette? Same state, though. Yeah, you just got the wrong Indiana team. Shit. Indiana. Now, for as bad as West Lafayette sounds, though, Bloomington, Mm -hmm. Indiana is beautiful. That's an awesome campus to go see. Bloomington is lovely. That is a terrific... I don't know what the... I can't remember the name of the steakhouse that's there, but it's like this, like, sawdust on the floor type steakhouse. Like, that has been one of my favorite road trips in the Big Ten. Like, Indiana is tremendous, tremendous school. If you ever play at there and you have a chance, you should go. It's really, really fun. It is a very good college town. I'm trying to picture where Bloomington is in the state. It's like an hour from Purdue, I think. It's south of Indianapolis. It's south of Indianapolis. Okay. Towards towards Illinois. Yeah, Yeah, you drive past, but if I remember right, you drive, you know, it's like Purdue's like an hour, hour and a half, and then you have to drive like another hour past that uh, when you're driving from Indianapolis. Purdue is northwest of Indianapolis. And then, it's basically on the way to Chicago I, from Indianapolis. Okay, then I really don't remember that trip very well. Purdue is north of Indianapolis? <laughs> I don't think it uh, is. There is, there is of... a Laf- okay. There's a Lafayette, Indiana, that is on the way to Bloomington, Indiana, but that is not West Lafayette. No. For some reason, my uh, mind was my mind was thinking that you know the Lafayette is like that southeastern corner, so it's like right there by Ohio and Cincinnati, so it it's part of the whole... Cincinnati and Kentucky hibbly area, but I'm probably way off. Okay. By the sound well, of silence, yes, I'm way off. Yeah. Yeah. I think this 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 uh this has run its course. Uh, I was just wondering if you could go. <laughs> Can you name the the west I, side? I thought I had. Did you? I don't know. Did you get Indiana? You did the east. No. no, he didn't. No, I, 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 I failed. Um, he basically did. We started talking about seven. Bloomington. Like, you, you, you did okay. good. That's and passing. then you, the last team you picked in the same state. So it's yeah, it counts. It's, well, it's, kinda. Do you want to take a stop at the West? Well, Purdue, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Wisconsin, Nebraska, mm-hmm. Illinois, mm-hmm. Northwestern, mm-hmm. Iowa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One more. One more. Uh, Minnesota. We talked yeah, about that. There you go. Wow. Thirteen. Well, that helps when we like already have talked about like about half mm-hmm. of them. It does help. All right, so let's kind of jump in here. We'll go back to the east. So S and P Plus predicts that they're going to get six point seven wins. FPI. Who? Huh? Who? Yeah, which team? We're talking about talking which team about? are we talking about? We're talking about Indiana. Which, oh, which? I read out. I, I thought yeah, I read out. Indiana. So let's go back yes, to the east. Indiana. I just looked at it. Okay. Indiana, uh, six point seven wins and FPI is six point six wins. Um, so 
obviously making a bowl game. Uh, so the best food, this is something that we do for the, uh, <laughs> for each, each, uh, state. Uh, we don't pick multiple foods from each state cause that would just take too long. So Indiana and Purdue both get uh roast beef Manhattan. Has anybody here ever had this? What is a roast thing? beef Manhattan? Is that a drink? Yeah, is it like... Oh no no! Oh, it is a. Oh, it's basically like an open faced hot, hot dog roast beef sandwich with uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and roast beef on it. I mean that doesn't sound terrible. I would it also looks pretty good. eat that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it looks pretty delicious actually. Well, um, it fits. It, you know, nothing's out of place. I mean, it's all reasonable. Right. I mean, let me let me Google this. Yeah yeah yeah. Just copy and paste that into your Google search. Yeah. I see what Andy's uh, doing it right like now. It's like a piece of toast. I thought it was it's like, like an open face. No, it's like an open it, face sandwich. It's like a hot brown. Uh, mm. It doesn't look as good as I thought it was gonna look. No, good. that looks like it would actually be tasty. Like, it that might be, yeah. be better on a pancake though. Google, what is hot brown? Ooh. Hot pancake. brown is a Kentucky thing. Mm. Uh, that is basically like an open face sandwich with like gravy and stuff on it. Yeah. Sounds like a weird sex act. But okay. <laughs> That's the hot curl. Maybe we're doing the hot brown tonight. Hot brown's very good. By the way, it is Janko's Little Zagreb, or Zagreb, I don't know how you pronounce it, is the name of the steakhouse in Bloomington that is killer. So Zagreb? There's a bunch of little cool concert venues there, too. Huh. In Bloomington, Indiana, of all places. Bloomington, Indiana, great place. Go go there sometime, like James said. I probably will not. Well, speaking of... Speaking of, uh, so they went five and seven last year. They're, uh, you know, Kevin Willisland's still the uh, uh-huh. head coach there. He's, is he? Yeah. He he hasn't been Ohio State's offensive coordinator for the last three years. What? That wasn't obvious or anything. Where'd you, where, where'd you get these notes at, Andy? Kevin was, Wilson was like fired like three years ago from Indiana. What? <laughs> Tim Tom Allen is the head coach of Indiana. Man, I was thinking like these are terrible notes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kevin Wilson's offensive coordinator for Ohio State. He's been there for three years. It's like I think Oops. he stopped after the Michigan State uniforms and just like vomited on this. You know, I feel like mm. we did a preview last although, year. You think he would have had the correct head coach last year, or he although you somehow so, got their know. new offensive coordinator right for Indiana, but their head coach completely wrong, <laughs> <laughs> which is impressive. Kevin Wilson. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Uh-huh. Is there, is I think there Andy, well, hold on. I think Andy's about to double down. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Allen is, is the head coach of Indiana. <laughs> Indiana football coach. It's, it's, Tom it's very Allen. clearly Tom Allen. <laughs> he is the head coach. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but are they? Just to make sure they were still two and twenty-two against like all these teams you're about to say. Yeah. Damn Indiana it, Bill Connolly. Yeah, well, this is their oh, problem, let's right? Play like Bill Connolly now. They, they have an automatic four losses on their schedule just in their division. Uh, they're at mm-hmm. Nebraska this year. Um, you know, they're not a team anyone really... And they have, they have Northwestern. Let's see. They're not I mean, a team... Those are automatic four losses. They could beat Michigan State. <laughs> okay. Well, apparently they've beaten... Yeah. But they also could lose to Maryland times. or Rutgers or, you know, very easily, too. I mean, well, wait a second. possible, I guess. Wait but... a second. Well, they, okay, maybe not <laughs> Rutgers. They could lose to Maryland. So, Maryland beats know. Texas all the time, so. Well. True. I don't know that's if that's true. indicative of anything, but okay. Uh, um, Texas is back. Well, Indiana, though, is a team who plays all of the good teams in the Big Ten, like, really close, usually. 
uh-huh. uh, for like three mm-hmm. and a half quarters before death and then just fall apart at the end. Yeah. So happens you don't have depth. You know, they're really yeah, good. Depth. They are good at fighting back. Like they, even when you have them down, you're always like kind of nervous that like they're gonna, you know, score a touchdown, get a quick interception, score another touchdown. Like they're they're they have that sort of like always backed into the corner feel where you're never quite sure what's about to happen next. And they have really since the Kevin Wilson days. Um, so they're always scary, I think, for the big teams to play because it, it feels like you're never totally in control of that game till late. Right. Yep. Yeah, they they were uh, they were pretty tough last year. It seemed like in certain games, anyway. Although I may be thinking more of the other Indiana school. That's also possible. Yeah, pretty, and because man, they had a glorious game last year. They sure but, did. Uh-huh, you know, sure. they they're really talented at running back. They've got a lot of young players there. Um, they got the new quarter. They have quarterback Peyton Ramsey. They've got this new offensive coordinator. Just came from Fresno. Fresno won a lot of games last year. Mm-hmm. He was under Tedford, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer. That was one of my little points here. So he replaced uh, Mike DeBoard. Seems DeBoer, to be a name DeBoer. that's been around. Yeah, they went from DeBoard to DeBoer. They um, dropped the D for an R. <laughs> I mean, so if it said this co- guy, if it said Coach DeBoard on his like door, you don't have to really change much. No, you don't. That's probably why they hired this guy. Yeah. So he um, yeah. he he's been at several places. <laughs> most recently, Fresno State, and everywhere he's gone up this kind of semi-rapid rise, he's improved offense dramatically. Which I mean, that's, that's how I you want. get. Yeah, that, I mean, I guess that that is usually how one gets a, a job is is improving. Things. But that's not their problem. Not right? always. Like but, the problem is they can't put together a good defense. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. like, they've had a good offense for years. Like, then that's how they stay yeah. in games. Like, it's just they can't stop the good teams. They don't have the horses, and they don't have the personnel to stop the good teams. And, like, and Tom Allen's done a good job of, like, pulling that together with suboptimal talent, but it never has felt like Indiana has had anything that should scare, like, an Ohio State or a Michigan uh, who has a good offense. Like, it's like, oh, we're still going to score 40 points on you, so unless you can boat race our defense, you're you're done. Uh-huh. Yeah, they played a game against Michigan a couple years ago where they went to like triple overtime, and it was like in the '60s for both the teams. Yeah, somehow Michigan pulled it out, but yeah, the, the win the win yeah. prediction feels right to me. Like that six, maybe seven, if they have a really good year. Which for them, if they right. had a seven and five year, that would be a tremendous year for Indiana. It seems like they could be a spoiler for some uh, some of the top teams potentially if things go right. I think it's it's gotta go right uh, a long way though. <laughs> yeah, a lot's gotta go right there. All right, so uh, not a lot's probably gonna go right with the next team. That's Maryland. Um, I've got their best food. I, I'm assuming there's not any debate on the whole like blue crabs and Old Bay seasoning, like a crab boil type thing. Yeah, probably. Apparently, seafood yeah. is big there. Uh, yeah, who would they do like their crabs and crab? I would I would go crab cakes myself personally for Maryland, but uh, I, I, think I, I, would agree I prefer crab, crab cakes. cakes too. Yeah. yeah, but most people tend to like the the blue crabs and the old base. Has anybody stuff. gone to a game um, there yet? I have. I have. Is it fun? Uh, no, they're awful fans. Okay. Now <laughs> yeah. I so I went when they were in the ACC and a long time ago. So maybe they're better now, but they have some terrible, terrible fans. And then also. You really can't walk anywhere off campus, or you'll probably get shot. So. Uh huh. Agree with that. Sweet. I'm excited for. <laughs> it's November. very much like it's very much like Rutgers. Like, uh, you can go to the game, and then like, don't try to do anything else. Yep. Cool. It's in a Sweet. very, very bad area. Like, very bad. Now, granted, 
all of Maryland is very, very bad, but this is like... Man, you sound like Trump. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've been trying to say. I mean, the thing that we did when we went is we kind of just stayed like in the D.C. area and then just went to Maryland during the day. And then we're like, all right, back to D.C. Yeah, that's our plan. We're going to D.C., but we're actually going to shoot up to Philly Sunday night for Sunday night football because the Seahawks are at the Eagles. Anyway, that's aside the point. We should talk about Maryland football. Okay. I feel like... um, Before we get past the cities, I feel like Annapolis is all right, but yeah, Baltimore, oof. Yes. Not fun. Uh-huh. Not fun. All right. S&P Plus <laughs> has them at 4.9 wins, and FPI has them at 4.1. So, yeah. They they have a new coach, though. There were some developments is last it, year. Is it a new coach or a new old head coach? Because it seems like well, Mike Lox, you sure you have uh, this right after longer. the last coach? I'm a little concerned. No, no, no. He's right. <laughs> no, Mike Lox, right, he did right. go to Maryland. Yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like... Didn't Michael Oxley come from Maryland? Like, yeah, he was there before. Back? So he had a he had a shit show at uh, New Mexico. They went two and twenty six, oh. and uh, not great really at Maryland either. And then he went in the Nick Saban coach rehabilitation yep. program, and got propped uh, up by Tua. And... Hello, yeah. Maryland. So obviously Maryland had the issues that everybody knows about with a player dying, and then. Uh, you know, the pretty, anyway, bad handling of it by the coaching staff, like where things could have been done to potentially save this kid's life and everything else. And DJ Durkin lost his job and may or may not be an analyst I with was, Alabama. I, was about I can't to say, remember it what feels the, like It feels <laughs> like we're circling back around. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming he back. Was? I, I don't, he was, and then he wasn't. I definitely Maybe heard, but he is. I have not paid attention to see if he actually is there for real or not. Stay tuned for two weeks for our SEC preview when we will do more research and find that out. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to dig through 40 different, you know, ex-head coaches. So. Yeah. It's hard to dig through all 9,000 coaches Alabama currently has. You can have Maybe as many can help, as you uh, want, apparently, so it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can help uh, Butch Jones wash um, Nick Saban's car. Isn't Butch go- Jones gone? It's know. questionable. <laughs> Who's the say? <laughs> all right so uh yeah 4.9 wins or 4.1 wins um yeah they didn't get a bowl game last year i think they were so they were five, five and seven, seven so they were close but they were uh, a two-point conversion away from beating us oh was wide open in the end oh uh-huh that flashback in my mind Oof. Yeah, he dropped it, didn't he, or something? He, he was a bad, bad, bad pass. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, I think it was like behind him, like a yard or uh-huh. so. Uh huh. He was, wa- and it was literally an overtime, so it would have been yeah. over. Oh, yep. you guys probably had that that white linebacker with lead feet uh-huh. uh, covering him. Yeah, what we'll get to name? him in a bit. I was gonna say okay. back because that'd be great. <laughs> we'll get to him in a bit. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's uh, let's. I think that's enough on Maryland, Michigan. Uh, S&P Plus is projecting nine wins even, and FPI is projecting 10.5. FPI likes them a lot more, apparently. Yeah. FPI yeah. believes in going to Europe way more than the S&P. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, it's enriching their lives. So uh, I've got best food in uh, Michigan as Detroit-style pizza. Nice. I don't know what that is. What's yeah. Detroit? What's I have wondered about that. Good. I guess yeah. I will. It's good. Uh, I like do you it. guys do you guys have jets? Is that a is that a chain that's I, everywhere? Wait. Wait, so this is like deep yeah. dish pizza. It's deep dish without all like deep, being deep dish sorry, but not like, lasagna. Well, like, sorry, not deep dish, like a pan pan stock pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, it's all more... like it's mostly all corners, so it's all like really like crispy. Yeah, oh. yeah the crispy part is so, what okay, makes so it it's great, a in my opinion. 
Yeah. Yeah. So most of sure all they, the edges are very crispy. Are we okay. sure they didn't just start calling it Detroit style pizza? You know, to like after Chicago style. Yeah. You know? It looks like or, pizza I would get from Pizza Hut. Like if you. How, how old is the phrasing? Detroit style pizza is a pretty old thing. Uh, the, I mean, the big difference between besides being square and crispy is that a Detroit-style pizza, uh, generally the crust is actually thick, unlike a Chicago-style pizza where the crust isn't that thick. It's all just the toppings are super thick for it, and it just has high sides. Yeah. It's yeah. a pie. That's right. It's, yeah. yeah. It's well, let's not get into yeah. Chicago. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there soon. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. I see. Okay. Keep going. So, um, Michigan went 10-3 and last year, so... Uh, if you've listened to me at all, I'm not the biggest Harbaugh fan, but just some uh, <laughs> some facts, I suppose. Uh, so prior to Har- Harbaugh, they were 46 and 42. They've averaged nine and a half wins per year with him. So clearly a pretty big improvement. Um, now, here's the uh, caveat to that: 32 and three against teams that are not Notre Dame, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. So. He is, uh, and to expand on that, he's 0-4 against Ohio State, and uh-huh. three of those losses were by double digits. Uh-huh, and one was 62 points. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, it, that is double digits. You, you guys didn't quite hit 100, so. We tried to get the nice close. number, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so Not close. Quite. Not quite. Uh, they're also 1-3 in, in bowl games. Okay. Oh, yeah. Under yeah. Harbaugh? One of those yeah. losses was to South Carolina, so that's just embarrassing. One, if not two. How'd they do last year in the bowl game? Do you remember? They lost. I, I it was uh-huh. a close one, uh-huh. but I remember them losing. Yes. Last okay. year, last year was not the Ryan Nanny. Uh, no, uh, that was two years ago. Last year, it was a Florida. Yeah, back Florida. Florida. Yeah, Florida's not good. Wasn't that last year? It might have been the year before. They they played in the Peach. Yeah, they got, they they got this one out last year by. Florida, didn't they? Not good Florida. Yeah. Yeah, because what's his name? Uh, yeah. uh, who was the player that played and then he got hurt like on the second play of the game? Um, it was 41 to 15, was by the way. The running back or, or Gary? <laughs> yeah, Rashawn was Gary might have got hurt. Oh, the, the defensive, defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah. And they lost, they had lost a close one to FSU a few years ago. And, uh, oh, ne- never forget the whole pump block. Against uh, Michigan State. Uh-huh. Oh, the, the guy's it'll face. It'll uh, be interesting. New offensive coordinator uh, from Alabama, Josh Gaddis. Um, you know, yeah. So, and, and you He's know, going to try to introduce the spread. Yeah, which is never <laughs> yeah. a one-year thing, let me tell you, from experience a couple times now. We need to have the players for that. I don't know. I don't know what Michigan has. They may have the players, they... though, honestly. Like, you need a good line. You uh-huh. need fast skill players. Michigan has recruited well over time. Uh, their defense is already really good. Half the reason, you know, they do so well and then lose Ohio State is Ohio State's really the only team that can kind of compete with their secondary. So, yeah. Um, you know, like. It, Who's their uh, quarterback? Shea Patterson. Yeah, Shea, Shea Patterson. Yeah, I was. Go ahead, Shea. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, he, uh... I don't know why. I was going to say I was going to have like I have memory issues with which of these quarterbacks because I know Tate Mortel, but I think that was a Ohio State guy. Uh-huh. There's a whole like random quarterback mm-hmm. transferring that Michigan Tate and Ohio State have been involved with. Shea came from Ole Miss. Yes, he played mm-hmm. uh, like he played Alabama uh, once would, or twice. I would say Ole he Miss. played okay last year. Uh, people are greatly overvaluing him this year yeah. for some reason, just like they did for a lot of last season. Like 
He was, I they guess, did. what I would call a serviceable quarterback. I would well, not call him a good yes, quarterback. They're excited for serviceable in Michigan. I think that's. The I mean, thing. well, he was he was overhyped to Ole Miss, so it's just followed along. The big problem Michigan's had since Harbaugh's arrived is they've never had a running game. They never have a running yeah. back who can do anything, and I don't see that trend being different this year. Yeah. At Successful least. teams always need to have that running back. So um, last year you mentioned how he wasn't. You know he wasn't overwhelmingly great, but he was. Um, so on the season, he, he had 150 passer rating, and in all three losses, it was under 130. So, yeah. you know, uh, obviously you would you would expect a quarterback's uh, rating to dip, you know, in a bigger game because theoretically, you know, it's probably a better defense, but that is a fairly significant drop. Yeah. I don't even know. So what's anyway. bad for a passer rating in college football. It's so wet. It's 150 like, is like. The middle range of the is so large. I don't know how they measure it. Uh, if it's a quarterback rating in college, uh, like good is near 200 or over 200 or around 200. Okay. I believe. Yeah, I don't have uh, stats pulled up. I would be curious. So when fi- oh, I, know, I was wondering why Shea Patterson stuff wasn't under Michigan. It's because you put it under Ohio State. So that's fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> also, the offensive coordinator for Ohio State, Josh Gaddis. Sure, dude. Wow. I started typing in the wrong area. Oh. These, hey, notes has are, anyone, these notes are amazing. Has, uh, any, have it, has anyone noticed that, like. I was wondering where that went, honestly. I was surprised you didn't mention their offensive like, coordinator yeah. in your notes. I was like, wow. Here's, here's some inside baseball. We've usually been able to, like, edit this, like, all of us. I can't edit this. Can anyone else? No, I was no, trying to type something only. dirty earlier, but uh, it didn't work. Because you know why? Because uh, we used to mess with it. I think. Yeah. So he took us took away from uh, life. Uh, not that's what you get. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Here's the thing. I will say on this All Michigan right. schedule, like uh, they only have to go to Wisconsin. That's their only bad crossover game. But that's a pretty big game early yeah. in the season. Third game. They do have a bye week though prior. So you know they get two tune ups and they get a bye week before they go there. Um, Iowa comes to Ann Arbor. That shouldn't be much of a problem. They go to Illinois. It's not a, Illinois, not a problem. They do have Notre Dame, as usual, uh, right in the middle yeah. of their Big Ten season. But like the schedule outside of their division seems pretty manageable. I think Wisconsin's going to be down this year. Um, uh-huh, so. Way down. Didn't they lose their quarterback? State they lost like everyone. Yeah, yeah. Hornibrook's uh-huh. gone. Well, no, he transferred. Uh, there is... They didn't like Hornibrook anyway, though. Like. Yeah, but I mean, he's got to be better than the backup. Maybe. But I, I yeah. There is a, I, I hope I hope Wisconsin goes. Anyway, that will save that for Wisconsin. But there's a trap game all over this Michigan schedule. Uh, the second to last week, right <laughs> before the Ohio State game, nestled in between Ohio State and Michigan State is at Indiana, which has Ooh, trap that, game written all over it. it. Just talk about like their style would not fit in very good right there. Indiana is mm. the type of team that'll make their like first year spread offense look good though. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But you're right. Well, I like I like that trap game. game call quite a bit, given where it's sandwiched on the schedule. Yeah, I do too. Andrew, I'm surprised you had any any good takes, but I guess you're good there for one a year. Nailed it. All right. Yeah, yeah you're right, done for the podcast right the this board. season. Right Hit the, the showers, kid. Yeah. We'll say <laughs> something game. dumb later. I mean, Ohio State's about to come up, so yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. Hold we got on. one more. Uh, we we got to drudge through uh, East Lansing here and talk about uh, <laughs> Michigan State first. Dun, 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 um, oh, dun. man. No word has ever been used better than drudge through East Lansing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll make it, guys. So um, S&P Plus gives them 7.4 wins, and FPI gives them uh, 8.8 wins. Uh, they were 7-6 and six last year. 
Um, okay, so, and I, I just stole this verbatim from that, Bill Connolly. Yeah. Um, I was, this I is, made a com- I was about to make a comment. It's like, why, why is this on here? All right, so listen. All right, it says, after leaping to 12th in offensive S&P Plus in 2014, it fell to 30th in 2015, 55th in 2016, 72nd in 2017, and 112th last fall. After a brief slip, the MSU defense, D'Antonio's calling card, was as good as ever in 2018, but the offense was an outright detriment. MSU scored 13 or fewer points in five of six losses and exactly six in each of the last three. I don't so, remember so, 2014 very well, but were they really that good? Yeah, they made the playoff, right? Offense? Wasn't that the year they made the playoff? Was that the yeah, uh, that was Connor? Was 15. Oh. Was it Connor oh, yeah, Cook? 15, or you're right, 15, you're right, yeah. Whoever the quarterback was? Uh, uh, no. Connor, yeah, it was Cook. Connor Cook. Connor or was it, it wasn't Cousins, yeah. right? Let's see. No, Cous- Cousins Ooh. was 2010 or 11. Uh, that was the 14. that was the year uh, Alabama murdered murdered them in Orlando. Okay. Fourteen was the year that we lost to them in the Big Ten championship game. Ugly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sixteen was the year that they had the windmilling kicker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's great. We've had we we've had their number over the years. It is interesting. I didn't realize their offense was that bad. I, I'll tell you. Last year, I remember that game because uh, my girlfriend I we had just started dating. Uh, and I knew her in college, so we're both Nebraska fans. And I met her, and like her brother and sister were in town, so I met them at the bar, and we were watching uh, that game uh, in Lincoln, and it was like a snowstorm, and we couldn't do anything. Uh, but then somehow we miraculously kicked three field goals in the fourth quarter to beat them six to nine. Uh, which hold on, nice. <laughs> but that sounds like a that sounds like a uh, Big Ten score. That sounds right like there. a Michigan yeah. State game score is what it sounds like. Um, you, you, what's funny is that their offense was ever good because their entire like coaching staff is literally just all people who coach for Jim Tressel and how bad that like all their offensive staff was all people who coached under Tressel at Ohio State and you know that teams Tressel's teams were not known for their offense so it's amazing that they were anything besides running the ball. I mean, like, this is just, like, slightly better Iowa, right? Like, Michigan State has just been, like, Iowa with a little bit better athlete, maybe. It's kind of... That's, yeah. Uh, I I feel like both of them kind of want to muddy the game up and make it, like, a slog. Pro style, two tight ends, two running backs. Keep it close and get lucky at the end, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, like, it's kind of like, honestly, Northwestern does the same thing. We'll get to them later, but the... Their goal is to get you in a one-score game, and, and and somehow win. I guess I don't know. It yep. seems like a risky strategy to me, but their their goal is to keep it, you know, a classic 10-13 game or something like that. Every once in a while, Michigan State will get a player like Le'Veon Bell, and uh, yeah. that'll be them. Yeah, I mean, and and their yeah. best player though from last season who helped them, he plays for the Chiefs now. So. Right. Without, I don't know. I like. I don't see where they've reloaded, and maybe they've got some recruits. But like, without Felton Davis, um, you know, they don't really have a dominant running back by any means. Like, it's there's just nothing that's really that scary when you look at that offense, and you wonder how it's going to get better this year. Uh, and all their tough games are on the road. Yeah, I mean, they even have to go to Northwestern on the road, which actually Northwestern is probably more beatable at home than on the road. But that said, their schedule like Tulsa, Western Michigan, Arizona State in in East Lansing, that'll be interesting. But they go to Rutgers, mm-hmm. Maryland, like, and they play Illinois. Like, 
those are six games they should grind out. So they may still get near that seven win mark. Um, I could see them like sort of winning seven games, but getting blown out four or five times by these bigger, better yeah. teams, AKA the Bocalini. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say that uh, one thing that's interesting is so they ended in 122nd in marginal efficiency last year. So all these problems on offense, like what would most coaches probably do that were in charge of everything? They'd probably fire the OC at minimum. Implement and the spread. Pr- everybody, yeah. What? What, what did he do? He didn't fire anybody. He just shuffled them around to different roles. Uh-huh. That's all he did. Makes sense. So it's not a. This is not a visual medium. This is not a visual medium. My face is. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're so surprised right now. So, um, yeah. anyway, uh, Brian Lewerke is the quarterback. It seems like he's been there forever to me. I don't know if it's, it's anybody else. It's, but... it's definitely a sign of a Michigan State quarterback. Oh, I thought you were talking about their quarterback yeah. coach when you said he's back for his 10th season. I was like, wow. Yeah, I've, I was never, kidding, heard but... I've never heard that name in my life, Brian Lewerke. No, I think I, wa- I watched the entire kinda... game against them last year, and I was like, Lewerke. I mean, he obviously didn't do anything because they only scored six points. So, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just kind of a... a Michigan State D'Antonio quarterback that's just kind of he's out there I mean granted they're not really running it or passing it very well um they got a hell of a punt game though you know so the anyway. punt is the most important play of the game I miss being right. able to punt all right Andrew uh it's your time to shine we're gonna talk about Ohio State ah shit all right yeah do it do it put, put, right. are we gonna do the, we're gonna do the best food first put in the skyline I guess so <laughs> so uh andrew i think that you wanted to choose uh buckeyes for this it's actually yeah, skyline it's actually no skyline, skyline is, is skyline's highly re- regional buckeyes are not regional no skyline's regional. Regional. isn't it all over the state skyline is that no. what, yeah. cincinnati right? is that what you're going or, with yeah i would say buckeyes are, are regional but is it basically like a peanut butter ball with like chocolate on it or yes. what yeah, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. got that here. We just don't call them Buckeyes. Right. No one else in the country calls them Buckeyes. Right. Hell uh, yeah. They're the best. They're so good. Yeah. They're, if they're the same, then they're, yeah, they're good. You mix peanut yeah. butter with powdered sugar, uh-huh. and you roll them uh-huh. into a ball, and yep. you put them in the fridge, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. melt some chocolate, and right. you dip them. Mm-hmm. So they look just like it's the like Buckeyes. Reese's nuts. made a whole okay. business off of something like this. But you're, you're like, mm-hmm. throwing away the opportunity <laughs> to have more chocolate by leaving the little peanut side open because you want to be you know, cute and make it look like a buckeye you just okay, but cover the it, whole thing in their defense the peanut butter part is the best part anyway but yeah, yeah it is but that's you, true you, don't need, you can just put a little bit more chocolate on they're easy to dip it's too. just like ohio state is a football team. Wait, it's already it great it could be just a little better though just a little <laughs> wait what do you what do you bit. dip the buckeyes in i'm saying when you dip the peanut butter in the chocolate that's how you get the easier. chocolate covering the oh okay 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 Ranch dressing. You dunk it in pimento pimento cheese, right? Is that what you... No, that's uh, the ranch dressing is for the deep-fried pepperonis that they have there. Ooh, hell yeah. Um, At Mikey's Late Night Slice. I would try deep-fried pepperoni. They're so good. (laughs) So, um, all right, so so let's talk about last year. They went uh, (laughs) 13-1 last year. Uh, Well, wait, let's talk about the good news. Uh, We have a quarterback returning who was was second. Good news. Who is second in Heisman? Uh, our head coach is returning. Our top two wide receivers are returning, and our defense was stellar last year, and it's all returning. So those are all the good all right. things. Wait, who? Wait, who was? Who wait, was second? Second for the Heisman? Wait, 
wait a second, none of those are true. All those are false statements. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know <laughs> I, was, I don't pay attention. Because I, the it's only the thing I do is, yeah, I was like, I don't know anything about. So wait, are you going to lose the Purdue worst this year then? Coming back. Um, I mean, we all have our goals. I mean, is it possible? Like, what would that be like? Fifty-six to seven? Would that be worse than your forty-nine to twenty drubbing? Yes, yes, yes. I like it. I like it. It might be worse. I don't know. This I I saw this in the notes. Like replacing eighty percent of the offensive line. Ooh. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's terrifying. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. And a brand new quarterback supposedly, right? But here's the good news: we don't play Purdue this year. Well, maybe you will in the Big Ten championship game. It could, but let's because Purdue is on the other side. I learned them, that. right. Whoever you play from the West, you'll probably lose to. Oh, it's definitely the Northwestern Friday night game that we get oh, our stop. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that's it, that's it, the losses at Northwestern Friday night. Wait, are that, you going to that game? Is that yes? Oh, so we'll definitely oh, double oh, the goes to that game. They take the stadium. Hey, over. When, yeah. when you lose, you can Bet. watch them like take the goalpost and put it in the lake. Bet your house on Northwestern. <laughs> And it's right after Michigan State and right before Wisconsin. So, Yeah, you guys have a rough crossover schedule at Nebraska, at Northwestern on a weeknight, and then Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And that, yeah, that's goes. a tough four-game stretch, like Nebraska, Michigan State, Northwestern, Wisconsin. It so is. like I was saying, the good news is uh, our second in, in Heisman Trophy quarterback is returning. Our head coach nope. is returning. Nope. Our nope. top two wide receivers nope. are returning. You can't, you can't ignore and, that. And our defense was amazing last year, and it's all returning. Whoa. And yeah. our entire offensive line is returning. Zach uh, Smith is returning. And Zach Smith is back. <laughs> great, 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 great. So This is okay, all the good news. He's such I a want, stable so human being. I, I noticed that all three of your quarterbacks <laughs> are transfers. Uh-huh. That's, uh, yes. something. I'm sure oh, that's wow. fine. We had uh, we had non-transfers, but then they transferred. So, <laughs> I mean, that's generally what will happen if you just take a bunch of quarterback transfers in. Uh, but Justin Fields is here, and he is the highest-rated player that Ohio State has gotten since Terrell Pryor, I okay. believe. Mm-hmm. Which Whether is, that means anything or not. Which is George's leftovers. It's kind of nuts because I mean Terrell Pryor was quite a long time ago. They surely they've recruited very high-quality players. Well, I think they're the mm. composite. Justin uh, Fields numbers. was rated extremely, extremely high, actually, uh, mm-hmm. because he played was, so well in seven-on-seven seven drills. So, um, was yeah. he was Justin uh, Fields higher rated than some other quarterback that particular year? Or uh, by some no, services, he's right under him. No, ESPN had him higher. Well, I mean, like the, if you look at the composite, oh yeah, yeah composite, yeah, yeah, composite. It was like they, they were close, but yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence was a little right. higher. But All for right, real, so we got Ryan Day. Coming in, yep. replacing uh-huh. Urban. Uh, it's always hard to be the guy that replaces the, you know, the guy. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, apparently, hey, he uh, is installing a offense that is under center, or some of it that is under what? center, which I don't know the last time I've seen an under center play happen from Ohio State. That, they don't even do that in the NFL anymore. You guys are like super uh, bad times. It's not going to be all the way, but there is. They people have seen they've seen Fields taking snaps under center. I don't know if in that's practice an this spring. That would fit Justin's skill set. But okay. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, We got uh, our running back is back and he won't have to share the backfield with Mike Weber anymore. So that'll be good. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some good wide receivers returning. Now we we have the guy who is going to be the first string is KJ Hill who is only like 30 some receptions away from becoming the all-time Ohio State receiving leader which is kind of nuts. Why have I never Uh, heard of him? Yeah. 
because he was third on the depth chart last year, but got a ton of yeah, he, he was just he had the, the unsexy like, receptions, like the, he was the dump off yeah. guy who would always catch the outlet passes. Hunter Renfro, he's their Hunter he was Renfro. Renfro. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. he was like the slot dude. So when he's not in that slot, we'll see how he does there. It's a tough um, transition I mean, for a defense... slot guy to go from slot to like primary target. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be winning one-on-one battles on the outside, but I guess we'll find but out. You, but you did say all-time leading receiver in college, the Ohio State history, right? The, Correct. Uh, Ohio State has never thrown the ball before? Or? <laughs> uh, not not you, a lot, you really. remember most of the history of the Big Ten? Hmm. Yeah. I do. Uh, uh, three yards oh, <laughs> <laughs> Right. The, the good news is the defense can't actually get worse than it did last year. Uh, it was really bad last year. Probably the worst defense I've ever seen Ohio State play in they my bring life. Back, right? uh, they Well, they fired all the defensive staff, so we're actually going to have DBs who turn around and look at the ball now, mm-hmm. which helps. That's legal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. it's, yeah it's, sometimes you can do it, but not all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we do have our slow white running back, tough or uh, linebacker, tough Borland returning. <laughs> so, good. Um, if you want to watch a guy run through uh, concrete, on a football field, uh, look out for him in the middle of the field. Is he still starting? It, like, so if there's uh, a of quarterback course. that does like one cut, he's generally going to be gone. Uh-huh. I assume yep. he's got yeah. a real head for uh, the game, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a real gym rat. <laughs> I really love when they. I love when they. I loved when he got matched up against a uh, fast tight end or something. Like they did a motion or something, and a linebacker had to drop into coverage. And it was him trying to cover the guy. It was absolutely yeah, hilarious. It's really, it's well, really tough the, when Noah Fant is outrunning you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. the, the, the story was that he tore his ACL last year, and then it wasn't the same, but he's had a year to heal. I don't know how true that is. I would say that's he's just slow. Mm. Uh, he's just slow. You're definitely uh, not cha- very fast after that. And you lose speed some speed, I think. When you, I Chase think. Young is back, who is probably going to be at least the top 10 NFL pick this year at defensive uh-huh. end. Okay. Um, Do you think he'll sit out so for the year? I don't think so, okay. unless he has a Bosa type situation. Yeah, where he gets injured. Uh, def- okay. Defensive line should be really good. Linebackers, I don't know. DBs, who knows? I will say this new coach does. I'm uh, optimistic though. Cool. So okay. uh, I want to see Ohio State under center and see how that goes. FBI has them at eight wins. I don't know. That seems low to me. Well, let's say point seven. I, I don't know. Right. Like I think that's nine. I think I, like I think that nine to ten win feels right. I mean, like that over under would be right at nine and a half. But, uh, yeah. Seems pretty. Seems about yeah, right. You mean. know, like ten would be a little high. Like I feel like if you gave me nine and a half, I would take the over. All right. All right. Uh, I mean, I do like I do like I. Here's one of my predictions: uh, Nebraska, Ohio State, ESPN, NCAA game day. On 928, game day in Lincoln for the first time in a long uh-huh. time. A top 25 showdown between Ohio State and Nebraska. I think I'm going to that game too. The end of September. And I think ESPN game day will be there. I won't be there myself. I will be watching on TV. I'll be, uh, Probably. I will be there. You never I think. know. My oh, buddy lives in Omaha. I got to see where the how the couch situation is. Uh, I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask. You probably already said it because uh, I kind of blanked out for a minute there. Uh, does Ohio State have like a you know, upper quality out of conference game to start the year or anything? Uh, yeah, we've taken on the lane train first game of the season. Uh, oh. So, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then uh, so, uh, UC. Yeah, Which UC t- could actually wins, play Ohio State uh, pretty close, I would say. 10 and 2 sounds like a, a right on the money, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say 10 and 2. If we go 10 and 2, I would say that was a, oh, that was a good year. That's what I would expect. Yeah. 
So okay. nine and three would be a disappointment. Okay. To me, yes. Okay. God, that must be nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then in nine and three, I'd be One like, day. don't Yeah, I was gonna say, man, you start. Yeah, you, you win all these games every year. You just start having different expectations. Uh, I remember yeah, what that was I, like. I can't remember three losses. <laughs> that was like twenty years ago, though. Yeah, I can't remember last time be... we had three losses. Well, no, twenty fourteen. I think. Mine, I think. I think. Didn't no, you go six and six a few years ago or something? Yeah. Uh, 2010. Okay. So that was almost fair, a decade ago. Damn. If Ohio State went 10 and 2 and the and the second loss or one of the losses against Michigan, I would call that a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. So one of these that, years, maybe he'll get his that win. Loss to Michigan isn't by like you know three or four, but it's by like 40. What if yeah? What if you went 11 and one, but Michigan blew you out like 49 to seven? Just, Disappointment. Yeah. Oh, you mean like we did to Michigan last year? Okay. Or so, right. last okay. season? so flip exactly. this. What if you went eight and four, but you beat Michigan like sixty-three to three? Yeah. Uh, that would help me feel better about the season, but I'd still be disappointed. Nine and three, but you beat Michigan sixty-three to three. It has to be a little better. I feel like if we go if we go ten and two, we're probably making the the big title game. Okay, but okay. I don't think you're going to, yeah. because I think the next team we talk about is going to be the one in the Big Ten Championship from the East Division. Really? Ooh. I believe Penn State right. is going to win the Segway. Big Ten East. Yeah. Segway. Right, let's talk about them, because I don't know Yeah, how that's possible. It, it, I imagine it depends on the cross. That's, that's a big part of the reason. But first, we have to talk about the best food in Philadelphia, very we briefly. Do. We do. It's... It's got to be Philly uh, Naturally, steak, right? of course. I mean, I was but, amazed how hard yeah, it was but, for you to find the best food for Pennsylvania. Uh, so. would, I was trying to think would of, like, Would you Western really give PA, Philly cheesesteak to the people out in college? Yeah. Or Happy Happy Valley? I mean. Or whatever it's called. I don't. I mean. <laughs> is it Happy Valley or College Station? State no. College. State College. Well, Happy Valley is right, though, isn't it? That's, like, the nickname. Yeah. It's fine. You're all right, Mike. Yeah, you're, you were correct. Yeah, I, like I, I think the big thing is like, look, they play Purdue, they play at Iowa, which is probably the game they should circle, like tricky game, and then they play yeah. Minnesota. Like, Always. their their cross schedule, and it is at Minnesota, so like you know, you never know, PJ Fleck, but like those, they should win Purdue. And I don't know, I guess Purdue stuff, but like they should win all of those games. Those are games like if they want to be a contender, they should win all three of those games. Yeah. Uh, and if they do, then really all they probably need to do is split Michigan and Ohio State, um, and they should be because at that point it probably forces a three-way split, and, and that's how you would win by having the easier cross country uh, cross conference. Yeah, and I feel like everything we've seen James Franklin do with the talent that he's had and the talent he's recruited has put them in a position where they should they should be. I, I feel like they, sh- you know, they're probably a little bit of a dark horse, but I really really like their chances if. <clears throat> If they take the step, I don't think this is ever going to be a huge step for them this year, but if they take a step forward this year, I know they're replacing their quarterback, and um, uh, but, you know, they've got a good running back. They, you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot of pieces on defense that they lost. Um, but yeah. I think they lose too much. They lost too much, and I think that um, they just – they, they just blow games they shouldn't blow. Yeah. I, just, I, I, well, I, I, feel I like... could not take them. I, I, I wouldn't put money on them winning I, the, the division. I, I was feel thinking, like you're yeah, that James Franklin is not a good uh, big-time coach. They're what, they're one in seven versus ranked teams at Penn State. James Franklin is like that's not even top ten. That's first ranked teams. Period. 
Yeah. Not great. Um, S&P Plus has them at 8.8 wins, and FPI has them at 8.9. They went 9-4 and last year. Yeah. I I feel like when we talk about, like, Penn State and James Franklin. I I look back at like the high state game last year and uh, what's his name? Their quarterback. Um, I can't pull a name. Uh, that, uh, uh, what was his name? sort of the MC, I think. Like a, he was uh, McSorley. McSorley. He was oh, like yes. he was running all over Ohio State, That's... and then they got to fourth and one, and they handed it off to like the running yeah. back after he they were dominating like just on the read option. It's it was like also because none of these teams, none of these shotgun teams, know how to do it under center. It was a fourth and one. They took it in shotgun and handed it off to the guy. So he's got like five or six yards like a, to run. A running to get back to draw. <laughs> but that's just like yeah. James Franklin. Like he doesn't like he just melts down in his head. Yeah, but I don't know. I and maybe I'm just a little ahead of the curve here. I just think if you look at their roster and you look at what they've recruited in the last couple of years, like their roster of their underclassmen looks like Michigan and, and Ohio State's rosters, like. It's going to be, they are going to be the team that actually in the next, maybe not this year, um, but by next year or the year after, is going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Michigan and Ohio State at every single position on the field. And they're not going to have the gaps. They're going to have guys who can step up when there's injuries. When they lose players, there'll be someone new to reload. Like That's what Penn State is evolving into right now with the way Franklin's been recruiting. And you've seen them playing pretty well. And that's even with parts of him not doing great. Do we believe Franklin will ever be able to coach in a high-pressure situation? Well, can Harbaugh? If not, he'll he'll eventually drop one or two a year, right? It's possible. But uh, I I think James has a point. Like, I think this would be, like, one of his – this is his team. Like, his what he's been building is, like, this. Like, he's been kind of slowly moving out some of – the older players. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking yeah. of that, they, they're only going to have five or six senior starters on both sides of the ball combined. So it's going to be a, a young team. And they have, they have a lot of time to uh, put it together too. I mean, like, you know, they're, uh, Idaho, Buffalo, yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, Maryland, Purdue's their first real test. It's yep. at home. Then they go to Iowa. So like that kind of, mm-hmm. that'll be, we'll know pretty quickly by early October. But, you know, they have a really nice schedule. Their schedule ramps up nicely for them. And after they get Michigan, then it's Michigan State, Minnesota, Indiana. So it's a nice little break before they do Ohio State. So uh, they have they have the schedule. The, the way their schedule lines up, I really, really like it for them to potentially. They're, they're going to be bowl eligible by the time they face a tough competition. Yeah, very likely. I mean, maybe they'll be 5-1 sure. and one at Michigan or when they play Michigan. But I would expect them to be in that, you know, five-win ballpark. Uh, in mid October, so so last year, um, like I said, they went they went nine and four. They had uh, James Franklin had that uh, crazy speech about like how they're okay being great and they need to do like the little things to go the next level and be elite and stuff. Uh-huh. And then they, uh, <laughs> they they lose the next week to a shitty Michigan State team, and then they get blown out by Michigan after that. They end the season by losing to Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl, and Kentucky's probably best season. Uh, in my lifetime, that's for sure. No, nobody beats um, well, uh, Kentucky 32 times in a row. That's right. Yeah, it's impossible. impossible. Florida's certainly never done it. Um, so, anyway, uh, they have a, uh, I guess they're, I don't know how to pronounce the offense coordinator's name, uh, Ricky Rain? I don't know. Sounds, looks right to me. Yeah, sure. That That's a name. Uh, he needs, to, it seems like he needs to open up the playbook. But yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, I don't know how you lose to Michigan State with 
what Penn State has, um, uh, other than James Franklin. Just, I mean, I don't know. My mental image I, of Penn I, I State last year was Nick Sorley just did it all. He was just the do it all uh-huh. quarterback. So, correct. Whether or not they can, so maybe have a team. As he went, so went the team, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. Sorley. No, he's not there. He's gone. No, I'm. I'm saying like as he. Oh. did well then then they had success but if sure. he happened to have a bad game or if they could or, keep him in check or they, then that was or, all they, or they handed it off to someone else i don't know if you're aware of this andy but generally when your good player plays well the rest of your team it means you're doing pretty well <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll take your word for it <laughs> all right so i feel like these next two teams we can power through pretty quick uh, there's a lot of teams I mean, coming up that we can power through actually we're almost to the west division so we <laughs> James is just getting uh just getting warmed up here. So, all right, so we're we're going to talk about Rutgers. This should be really quick. S&P Plus gives him 2.6 wins and FBI gives him 3 and a half. And FBI say they suck. That's it. Yeah, that's basically they suck. So, um we're going with the best food as being garbage no. plate. Hey, you, you skip the best food. Don't, don't talk about is. Rutgers being oh. a garbage plate. We need to talk about their best food first. <laughs> uh, Rutgers Wait, best food is probably looks better than roast beef on toast. Garbage plate, I think, gonna, is, is they have some Rutgers, but it's more New York thing. I think you got to go with the fat sandwich as Rutgers. Garbage, garbage plate's a thing? I just thought that was him being fat, fat sandwich. sandwich. All right, look, I'm, I'm fat sandwich. It's uh, like Googling literally uh, all the good – it's like pick, take all the drunk foods and then put it on a sandwich. I would eat a fat sandwich. Isn't, yes. it, is there oh, a place in Columbus that does this? Into the uh, trash yeah, wa- so this is like digging through the trash at the uh, Waffle House. There is a place in Columbus. It's called PJ's. It's the only place I've ever been in handcuffs outside of. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's yeah. right. That story. Yeah. Wait, it has that's chicken right. fingers, gyros, onion rings, yeah. and French fries uh-huh. on it. it. Usually, and mozzarella sticks sometimes. What? Yeah, it's great. I feel like m- my heart is having palpitations just looking at this. That's why thing. America is obese. It's like imagine yeah. the Midwest I, version of a California burrito or a San Diego burrito. Didn't fit into the Big Ten. <laughs> big ten is hell big ten is hell yeah oh jinx all right so they, they went 111 last year uh so chris ash chris ash won three of four big ten games in 2017 and they thought they had something there Wait, they, so they beat some they didn't fire some chris shitty, ash and he's still there uh they beat illinois and maryland and they upset purdue that year and outside of that he is four and 28 with only two wins over fbs teams and no big 10 wins uh since then so i think the only real question here is when we look at their schedule one will they beat umass or will they beat liberty i think they beat both i think they'll beat both yeah liberty is you know who's their head coach yeah, who it's is not their Turner Gill anymore? Who knows? Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I, God, two wins freeze. seems right. Yeah. Yeah, it's Liberty okay. and UMass. Well, you know that that is an improvement from one and eleven. So <laughs> it's all about uh, the little things, Rutgers fans. Building the program. It's uh-huh. almost as bad to be a Rutgers fan as it is to be a Cal fan, but yeah. whatever. I don't think they're like badly so, coached either. I just think they're like so horrifically understaffed under talented like uh they, they're yeah, like a max they, school they can't, you know they would be like a seven eight win max school or something like they're just they're not haven't they had issues with getting like anything done to upgrade their football facilities i could be wrong i, I, I yeah wrong i think that. and maryland's had the same problem too i think you feel like they Which call like weird, rice be like hey maybe some money 
Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think that's why. Uh, what was her head coach? She's at Ohio State. Oh, Shiano. The Rutgers, Shiano. I kind of wonder yeah. if that was part of the reason he left. I mean, yes, it was the NFL calling, but Greg Shiano's not yeah. at Ohio State anymore. He's not. No. Where is that, Where is he at now? Don't say Alabama. He took a. He left. <laughs> he will be Alabama. <laughs> he took a job. He left Ohio State. And then he took a job with the Patriots, and then he was there for like two months, and then he left there. And now oh, yeah. I don't think he currently has a job. Mm. All right. Uh, all right. So let's no, jump, he's a, he is a defense. Oh, no, wait. Uh, he was the oh. defensive coordinator at the Patriots, by the way. He did resign. Yeah, for like two months. Yeah. He, didn't do, he didn't even coach any games. Yeah, yeah they, they don't play football. Strange. All right, we're going to the West. Yes. Yeah, let's do the West. Let's talk about um, Illinois. Uh, we're going to say best food. I guess we're going to say Chicago-style pizza. It's either that or the hot dogs, right? I would take the hot dogs over Chicago-style pizza. I would eat the hot dogs, but I think most people are going to say Chicago-style pizza. I, think, you know, I, don't, I, I don't know why people like that. Yeah, the pizza is better I than I contend that it's a casserole. It's... Yeah. Um, uh, you yeah, could also uh, talk about pizza. dredging through Champaign, Illinois as well. It is very oh. East Lansing-esque. Ah. I've wondered I mean, about that place. That's so many Midwestern towns, though, isn't it? You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. All right. S&P Plus gives them uh, 4.7 wins. FPI gives them 4. Uh, they went 4-8 and eight last year, so about the same. Um, the only other comment that I had here is that Lovey Smith has a great beard. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's a good beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Santa beard. Santa yeah. Beard I'll just give them credit. They, they're sticking with Lovey. I feel like their running game wasn't that bad. You know, um, they had a Nebraska well, Nebraska transfer. Um, like, And they feel like they could kind of hurt you a little bit on offense. Their defense isn't anything right home about. Uh, you know, four wins is seems about right. Maybe if they, you know, have a great year, they get bowl eligible. But. A pretty uphill climb there, and not much to talk about. They do, uh, if we want to, this is about all we could probably talk about, is that they're, the games that I see on their schedule that are doable are Akron, uh, UConn, is this East Michigan, I guess? Um, they got, got Rutgers, too, I think. You know, obviously, it, it, yeah. yeah, Rutgers, you got, um, I mean, and then you have the other ones that are probably more of a toss-up or probably not quite favored, you know, Nebraska, Minnesota, Nebraska. Uh, Purdue. Well, you know, I, I didn't uh, say... Here we go. Even. I didn't say even, but, I mean, they have a shot. Not much of one, but who knows. Anyway, I, I see I see four wins on there pretty easily. Rector squared. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Iowa. Um... 7.7 wins for S&P Plus, FPI 7.9 wins. What's the best food, man? It's the Golden Lights Zone. Iowa State last week, right? Who cares? Was this the... Made right. Was this the <laughs> loose meat uh, sandwich yeah, from... Yeah, made right. Uh, made loose right. Meat, loose yeah. meat sandwiches. Loose meat. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. So they went 9-4 and four last year, which seems like a Kirk Ferentz, like, annual thing. So is, it's just... Is it yeah, annual or, like... Every four years, I mean, like even, Olympic level. Even yeah. S&P and FPI are like 7.7. Like, oh, they're going to go 8-4, and four and they'll probably win their bowl game at a team that like is like, oh, we'll beat them in our sleep and doesn't prepare for them. And... Mm-hmm. It'll be 9-4, and four, or yeah, 9-4, and four, whatever. And um, well, who will they play? Like South Carolina or something like yeah. that, maybe? Yeah, yeah Iowa, Iowa has another like two years before they're on their good year. So they usually have like mm-hmm. six like 
uh, like average years, and then they have one good year. So we're about two years away from that because their last one was in 2015. I think like, they won 12 games that year. Uh, like I think this year with a nine and four, like it gets him five more years onto his contract. <laughs> it does, yeah. He's got the craziest bonus structure. I, I do remember that. All that and um, was it the Yukon guy? I forget. Edsel. Yeah, Edsel. Whoever, wherever he is, I, I don't know. All right, Minnesota. Uh, best food we got hot dish. I think that's um, kind of. Uh, I don't know. Your description. I, I looked in there. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's literally okay. So I, I got this online. It's basically leftover shit that you got in your fridge that you throw in a casserole. It's a protein, a starch, a vegetable, and sauce. Beyond that, there's not many like rules to it. It looks there's like it's topped with tater tots. Uh, it's, it's yeah. It usually has tater tots on top though. Yeah, it's, so it's like, it's like the video game. It's a video game randomizer for food. <laughs> you know what? Looking at this thing, it seems like something that would be pretty good when it's like negative 30 degrees out, which it is most of the time. Every, uh, everything. Yeah. Is, I generally say I would try that. This doesn't look appealing to me at all. I don't think I would try that. Uh, I, I mean, it doesn't seem offensive, but it doesn't exactly look great either. Wow. Yeah. I hate right. PJ Flack. That's the people ask gives them. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone. Nice. Doesn't everyone hate PJ Flex? He's a, like a he's a false prophet. Used car salesman. Yeah. Yes, used yeah, cars. Used car he's cheesy. Uh, he's cheesy. He's using them until he can get like to maybe like an eight win season and then get the. Well, it's interesting. There. He he moved so many assistants this year pretty early on, and he's not like a in the, his type of coaching. That seems like a strange thing to do. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they don't have a quarterback. They still haven't, de- or maybe they have decided on a quarterback in the last week or so, but like, you know, their quarterback situation's way up in the air. Uh, they played pretty well down the stretch. They beat Purdue badly. Uh, they beat Wisconsin Ooh, like? badly. Who, who could possibly do that? Well, huh. oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So that that's a good segue. They, they went seven and six last year. It was the second year of rowing, uh, or wait, no, this is the second year of rowing the boat, right? Uh, yeah, uh, this will be the third year. Time is about. It feels like third. Time is a flat circle. Yep. So uh, they they beat the uh, Mountain West champion Fresno State, and then they they beat Purdue forty one to ten. And that's the that's the same Purdue that beat Ohio State forty nine to twenty. Uh-huh. So, so what you're telling me here is by transitive logic, eighty eight to fifteen. What happens when Ohio State beat Minnesota? It breaks all the logic. Oh no, no, we don't allow that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we, yeah, we don't have the technology for that. So they so they beat Purdue. They beat Wisconsin on the road, thirty-seven to fifteen. They beat Georgia Tech in a bowl game, thirty-four to ten. That was great. Uh, and then they lost to Maryland, forty-two to thirteen. They lost to Nebraska, fifty-three to twenty-eight. I'll pause there for James to. Uh, yeah, we we, we pounded them last year. Like yeah. fifty three twenty eight, like, yeah. like they that, were on a four game losing how, streak. Like they had just gotten their butts kicked by you know they they actually scored a lot of points on Iowa, which is impressive considering that defense. But like they lost to Maryland, then they have Iowa kick their mm-hmm. butt. Then you know they don't play as well at Ohio State, but they still held Ohio State to thirty points. Uh, we blow them out, and then they sound, <laughs> they win a boat race with Indiana. Then they go on the road, lose to Illinois. Give up fifty-five mm-hmm. points to Illinois. You're like these guys are toast. But then they come back somehow out of that and beat Purdue. Hold Purdue to ten points. Rondale Moore and all those guys have a weird game with Northwestern. They lose twenty-four fourteen. But then they beat Wisconsin thirty-seven fifteen. 
those two results are just bizarre. Like even looking at it now, it is so weird oh, yeah. that they beat it's, Purdue it's and Wisconsin the, the at Wisconsin. Very. What, um, was that Purdue? Now there was that. Was that beating Purdue game? Was that the week after Purdue beat Ohio State? Uh, no, that was two weeks uh, later, it, I think. Because two weeks later, okay. I, I, I definitely remember that, it was a time like Purdue's on this, you know, high water mark, and then it's it falls out from under them. And I thought it was that game. Every uh, time I think in the last four years after a team has beat Ohio State, they have lost the game the next week. So yeah. maybe. Yeah, no, yeah, it was several weeks because they had played Michigan State and Iowa before, and they and the yeah. Boilermakers won, but they. Uh, maybe it was just they were a little, and they did the Purdue did lose to Michigan State, uh, so maybe it was partially just being on the road. It was the problem for Purdue, but they had, and then they had a tough game against Iowa. Maybe they were kind of beat up. Iowa's very, very physical, probably one of the best offensive mm-hmm. lines uh, in the Big Ten. So maybe that was part of it. Like it was a little bit of a hangover after that game, but um, yeah, weird, 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 weird. I will say, looking at um, Minnesota's. Out of conference schedule, they are what I would call non-traditional hard games for their out of conference schedule. You open the season with South Dakota State, who is one of the best FCS schools. Please win, right out there. South Dakota State, please win. Uh, Fresno State, which is that's not a threat, but then they got Georgia Southern, well, which isn't like always a give me, as we've seen. Georgia Southern mm-hmm. is a team that flip flip flops between like spread and triple option, right? It's it's historically a triple option school. They 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 did not like their brief experiment with the spread. No. So I would say you know there those are those are two, quote unquote tough out of conference games that are non traditionally tough. Mm-hmm. Just from where they're at. And they start mm-hmm. they start the season with those. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're at Fresno right. too. Oh, all right, cross country. Yeah, it is interesting they're doing that home and home because they had Fresno what last year and then. Who does home and home? Yeah, yeah. They did home and home with Fresno. Who's next? Yeah, it's not yeah, a two for one. Fresno this year. Well, they played them last year. I don't know if it was. A uh, I went to Fresno I, like sure. five years ago. That is a, and it was like a, you know, September game. It was like 110 degrees when the sun went down in Fresno. It was Shit. brutal, and their stadium's kind of like dug into the ground, so it was like this little hot little sweat box. Um, Fresno seems like a, a miserable little. city. It is a miserable little city. It's where. Uh, but it, it's where uh, go ahead. it's out in the desert, basically, right? It it's like a yeah. desert farming town. Um, so actually, like in some ways, it sort of will remind you of like a Big Ten city, but it's probably more of like a crappy Big Twelve city in Kansas or Missouri rather than a nice Big Ten city. Burn, burn. <laughs> there it is. All right, Nebraska. This is your time. All to right. Shine, well, S and P is Bolded. trash. Obviously, six point four wins. <laughs> what is that? Uh, two more. I have definitely noticed like a game or two difference between the two, and, and SP is always like low. So. I, I hate FPI though too, so I don't know. Um, the S and P number concerns me. Well, you go to Vegas, they say our over under is eight point five. I usually think they're pretty sharp. So, um, F and P. This is best food crap. You put the Reuben sandwich yeah, like it's bullshit. It's a Runza. <laughs> we all know the real That's answer. Right there. Yeah, Runza, Runza is the best. Yeah, food. Runza. I need, really? Okay. I need All someone right. to send me some runs. Runs that you can get them on. I think you can order them online. It's a, if you don't know. You can. I mean, you're listening to a, a, a college football podcast. Hopefully, you've heard. But it's like a, it's like essentially like an Eastern European bread pocket that has 
ground beef, cabbage, and onions in the inside, oh, and man. it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole fast food chain wrong. that only really exists in Nebraska and uh-huh. some surrounding areas right outside the state. Um, but I sing the Runza's praises on this podcast on an almost weekly so basis. There you go. Every every time it's brought up, I'm like, please send me one. I, this no, it sounds good. It sounds really good. They sling them in the in the Nebraska football stadium, yeah. you know, with like hot dogs. They just got they're slinging runzas too. Yeah, you can get those. It's, it's hmm. like it's it's like high quality food and in the funny name that you know we're all sophomores and and you know it's funny. Haha, runs. Is... That's, yeah. that's right. And that's and right. it's like you eat something local that's good and actually holds temperature pretty well in a football stadium. It's great. It's a great thing. Um, is it is it like a uh, is it like a hot pocket where it's just like molten no, inside? No, no. I mean, like maybe if you get one fresh from an actual fast food restaurant, they're a little hot, but they're not that bad because they're pre-cooked and then they bake. Okay. They do like a final bake on them at the very end. So it's not as like goopy right. inside as a hot yeah, pocket. Yeah, because it's like actual. Yeah, there's, like, there's no beef. cheese. So you can. Yeah. So if you do the cheese, they'll like cut. They actually to do oh. the cheese versions, they cut it open, stick the cheese, and then melt it again. But um, yeah, wow. so. Four and eight last year. Nebraska should have been better. Um, there was multiple games where it was like one score, right? Yeah, like the Colorado game. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska very oh. easily could have won. Um, and, uh, you know, like uh, even the Ohio State game, to be honest, Nebraska could have won that uh-huh. game. They had that really, really sure. bad fumble. Mm-hmm. Um but they had multiple. They had that. They had that great. They had that great kickoff where the guy whiffed on the kick. Oh yeah, terrible, terrible. <laughs> like it was, I mean, like so stuff like that was really bad. And like, and Nebraska, the biggest problem too. Like we go back to Nebraska this season last year, they lost their opening game to a rainout, and then they played Colorado as their opener, um, and they would have beat. It was uh, Terry Bowden's team, Akron. So like I think if Nebraska <laughs> doesn't lose its opening game to a rainout. There's no way they would have lost yeah. that opening game. It was a night game at Memorial Stadium. They don't lose those very easily. That would have probably cleaned up some of the stuff. They would beat Colorado. They lose to Troy by five points in week two. Like They would have three wins. They would have been 3-0 and going to that Michigan game. They get blown out by Michigan. Then they lose uh, to Purdue. Um, Wisconsin was kind of a bad loss. Then they lose an overtime game at Northwestern. But like... You know, even with the game loss, there were still three games they lost by, you know, five points or less and that they were very much in. And then oh, they lose by five points to Ohio State. They lose by three points at Iowa. Um, so a lot of games could have flipped their way. Their wins were all pretty big, though. Michigan State was just that three point field goal win I talked about earlier. Um, you know, Adrian Martinez is back. He's like the X factor. He's probably healthy. Healthy? He, he, he's healthy, right? Oh, yeah, he's I, healthy. It's no Taylor Martinez problems here. Um, he's, you know, 65% last season on his passes, rushed for nearly 800 yards. Um, he is probably the number two quarterback in the Big Ten, I think, returning. He's a true sophomore. Um, the big reason everyone's super hyped on Nebraska is obviously Scott Frost had the second-year leap at UCF. He took UCF from 0-12 uh, you know, to 6-6 six and six to 12-0 and in two years. Um, I don't know if we'll see that mm-hmm. this year. Nebraska doesn't quite have the horses across the board. Um, I think the defense is still going to be a little sketchy. Running back is a question mark. Maurice Washington, who was an electric running back last year, um, you uh, did not. He is in some legal trouble in California. You can kind of tell Nebraska is annoyed. It's been taking this long to get it resolved. He would be the starting running back. There is a great uh, JUCO transfer. 
who is one of the top Juco running backs, who's probably the number two guy ready to go. But, you know, it's a little up in the air what the running back situation is. Offensive line, they're feeling better about the depth, but it's still not clear who's there. Some injuries. Nebraska lost a lot of its receivers. Uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. is gone. Uh, J.D. Spielman is the classic slot guy who is very, very good, but he's now the number one receiver. Not really sure who's going to step into this place. There is a true freshman if you're looking for the guy who's the next Rondale Moore at Purdue. It's Wandale Robinson at Nebraska. He is electric. Uh, He's giving them a lot of problems in the first week of fall camp. Uh, They will probably line him up at running back sometimes. He will be a guy that will feature early and often and is going to be a big, big threat. So if you think about like a potential Nebraska offense of having a guy like J.D. Spielman, having a guy like Wandale Robinson, having Maurice Washington, having Adrian Martinez on the field, you're talking about four or five weapons that really only like Michigan and Ohio State and maybe Penn State have weapons like this that are on the field at all times. Uh, and then you talk about, you look at Scott Frost's offense, which is a very deceptive offense. Uh, it tricks a lot of people. It's very, very tricky, very Tom Osborne-esque, lines up, spreads you out, and then does what you're not expecting and rips off huge gains. Um, It sets up for a potentially big year. The schedule looks really good for Nebraska too. Uh, They don't have to deal with, um, they don't have to deal with uh, Penn State at all this year. Uh, They get Ohio State at home. Um, You know, Colorado, they're going to Colorado in week two. That's kind of a good test, even though they should beat that. They do play at Minnesota, but they get Northwestern at home. They get Ohio State at home. They get Wisconsin at home. They get Iowa at home. They're at Maryland, at Purdue, uh, at Minnesota. Um, But those crossover games of, you know, Indiana, Maryland, and uh, Ohio State, not a bad lineup. So if the Huskers do make the big step, it's not hard to see them kind of suddenly having that trajectory and everyone knows kind of that quarterback is the most important piece and you have a guy who really is 10 to 1 odds to win the Heisman right now as a true sophomore at quarterback at Nebraska um you know if, if they take a step up on defense if the offense manages to replace the pieces and if you see that same sort of jump that UCF had you could see this team going from 4 and 8 to like a 10 win team without much of a problem and you could see them winning this division so it'll, it's going to be a very interesting year in Lincoln yeah, they should be. Uh, they should be good. I think. If you had to do a uh, prediction, I, I guess before. Um, I mean, I don't really have anything more to add than the than than you being a Nebraska fan. But if you had to give a prediction on a win total for this year, Russell's gonna win ten games. Whoa! There Whoa. it is. Nice. That is that's that's nice homers in there, man. Jeez. Yeah, I think I put it on the board. I think Andrew. Ohio, Who are your losses? Ohio State I mean, will be tough, uh, and I think maybe they lose one down the stretch. I think they beat Wisconsin, Maryland. I think Iowa, Purdue, maybe Northwestern, Minnesota. You know, maybe it'll be nine. Um, but um, coming off of Ohio State versus Northwestern could be really, really tough. It's at home, though. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I, you know, unless Minnesota makes a way bigger jump than I think, I don't see. I mean, and this is all dependent on Adrian Martinez. He gets injured, Nebraska's a six-win team, you know, five-win team potentially. Yeah. But I mean, look at their schedule. I, I would buy nine. Yeah. I'd buy nine wins. I'm I'm just being I'm, optimistic when I say ten, but you never know. Like if they if they beat if they somehow manage to you know get to that Ohio State game, you know Nebraska's four zero and somehow beat Ohio State, you know you're looking at potentially momentum into a eleven win you know ten eleven win season, no problem. Uh, I think that's going to be oh, a yeah, huge they, huge game. Yeah, if they beat Ohio, yeah, if they beat Ohio State, that could ramp it up way quicker than you'd think. Yeah, and. Yeah. And like you mentioned before, like 
I kind of believe last year's a lot of the problem was trying to find that first win for Scott Frost, and you thought you had it, and it just kind of kept falling apart. I don't, you know, yeah. you're already over that. You know, you you can jump into this year brand new and fresh, and yeah, nine. I nine feel like wins. they were um, to be a segue. I feel like they were kind of the opposite of our next team, Northwestern, who had a bunch of close games and seemed to somehow always win those yeah. that they were in. Uh, so they went nine and five last year. Um, so best food for Northwestern, nope. obviously, still oh, yeah, Chicago style yeah. pizza. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I did have one bonus here that I thought was interesting. That uh, some bars in Chicago are apparently open until four a.m. and even five a.m. on Saturdays. So that's interesting. So keep that in mind, I guess, if you go to Is Chicago to see Saturday or like sure. after Saturday. <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess it's after Saturday, like so Saturday like into Sunday. Sundays, I don't know. Five, eight months. Yeah, this may be relevant information for me. Yeah, well, there Since you go. that's a night uh, game. Yeah. It's also not every bar. It's just some of them. So, so when some of them shut down, you can go to another bar that's open until four or five, depending on the day. Huzzah. Just, just follow, the, follow the crowd. If, if what you think exhausting. might happen, just follow the crowd. Yeah. And, and It does sound exhausting. All right, so they were. This is crazy. They they were outgained in four of nine conference games, but still went eight and one in those nine games because they were so good in those one score games. Um, Pat Fitzgerald is fifty one and forty four in multi score games, and forty five and twenty six in one score games. So I feel like he like that kind of style meshes really well with being in a division with Iowa and Wisconsin, in my opinion, who like to keep those games close, but. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep those uh, all those close wins going, though, and uh, regression to the mean is a bitch, and it eventually catches up they to you. They had so. such yeah. a weird season last year. Like They beat Purdue, lost to Duke, lost, lost Akron. to Akron, mm-hmm. uh, played Michigan and Notre Dame really tough, only beat Rutgers by three points, beat Wisconsin, uh, oh. beat Michigan State, beat Nebraska... <laughs> In overtime, but they lost, so they only beat Illinois odd. by eight. Like they beat Iowa by four on the road, which is impressive. But still, like it, it's. We should go back to them beating <laughs> Rutgers by three. That, that's, oh, what? That's something. Uh, what? Uh, I think that was a game where Rutgers mm. also only kicked five field goals. I believe. Yeah, it sounds right. All their points were five field goals. Is this like? Uh, is did they have like a season where they had more points against than points for, and that they still had someone went like nine and five? That totally could be the case. It feels like they're probably might be. most impressive wins. They yeah. beat Utah in the Holiday Bowl. Oh yeah. It's crazy, actually. Like reading there, looking at this, like the biggest attendance they had last year was their game at Michigan State. That was the only game they played in front of more than seventy thousand people. You said at. Right at Michigan State. Right, that's what I'm saying. Wow. That, I'm saying. But like, how big is sure their stadium? Is not how big is their stadium? Uh, their stadium is only forty, but I'm saying like they did not go to any big stadiums. Like they didn't have to go to Even, Nebraska, you know, wow. Penn State, um, anyone like that. Um, and to be fair, if you're talking about Ryan Field or Northwestern plays, uh, the actual amount of Northwestern fans there, you can count that number in half. Oh, for sure. Of their it's, capacity. If that, I mean, when Nebraska or Ohio State yeah. there, it's you know, seventy-five percent red. They're, so they're the Georgia Tech of the North. That sounds about yeah. right. But I mean, like, sounds about uh, right. With the other question I had was, is Pat Fitzgerald like the elder statesman? Oh well, no, Ferentz is Ferentz is yeah. Ferentz has got to be like Ferentz has tenured. got him forever. Yeah. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald might be the second longest tenured. Uh, no, D'Antonio is. 
But oh, Fitzgerald's, Fitzgerald's got to be like maybe third. Yeah, by now, because uh, everyone else. Is, that seems right. Even Ohio so State's not, been like on the coaching carousel somehow. I mean, Fitzgerald's so been not, there for thirteen years. Yeah, <laughs> they are a surprisingly <laughs> physical football team. Uh, having watched them play it a lot and being very, very annoyed by them because they won't go away. They're also very. They're obviously very smart. Like everyone likes to call them a smart football team, but they're physical. Um, you know, and Pat Fitzgerald's a good, really, really good coach. Good coaching staff. It's interesting. They've got that new. If you've seen their new Space Age uh, football facility right yeah, on the cool. lake, yeah, it's nice. Very nice for them to recruit to. They do have to play Ohio State this year uh, at home, which will be a nice takeover. That's right after Nebraska. They have a rough stretch: Michigan State, Wisconsin, yeah, Northwestern, Ohio State, Iowa. <laughs> that's a brutal five-game stretch, and I feel like that's where they usually yeah, yeah. they get a little schizophrenic in those stretches, like they can't stay that focused or stay that play at that level for that long but you know i don't know i i think i if the i think those predictions of six wins are low i i would i would go yeah. the over on that i think they're going to be another you know another eight nine type eight or nine win year i don't think they're going to win the division but i think they're going to be a team that's going to ruin some people's days uh several times this year yeah we uh we kind of skipped past that but the s&p plus has them at five and a half wins and fpi has them at 5.7 i would um, say six is fair I would say six or seven, honestly. I mean, a stretch is probably eight this year just because uh, that, of the you know, whole you know, regression that, to the mean being a You know what would have been good, although it's too late to do this now since we've already gone through three conferences, <laughs> is do you like the Vegas line also on their yeah. win total? I like that yeah. better. It, it is yeah. a little, I do like that. Uh, so, yeah, so Thanks, they, they do have a, a transfer uh, quarterback from uh, Clemson. You're typing. Uh, He's Hunter getting Johnson. ready. Hunter Renfro? That's not me. Hunter Johnson. Johnson. quarterback? He was a Johnson. He was a five-star. Johnson. He was a five-star quarterback. Yeah. Now he's up there with all the gym rats. Why, why, that they why, have did, he leave, why did he leave again? Because uh, he got beat out by probably the best true freshman quarterback in decades. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Vegas so, sticks him at six, by the way. Okay. So the same. Yeah. Take the push. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, that stretch yeah. you mentioned they had, that sounds pretty rough to get Yeah, through. I don't know if they, they can come out with winning none of those games. Yeah. And that you that sounds like five games. So. Possible. I mean, yeah. And have to win Stanford. everything. Else. The out of conference. Stanford too. I don't think Stanford's gonna be very good this year, but. I did we even talk about Stanford last week? Did the Pac-12? Uh, we did. Uh, I don't remember. Was, There's not much. To say. I don't remember what we said. Probably nothing good. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Okay. Speaking. I don't know. We had an expert on. We did. <laughs> yeah. Speaking <laughs> you, of other very highly beatable Big Ten schools. Uh huh. Uh-huh, Purdue. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, S&P Plus has them at 5.4 wins. Their best food is like Buckeyes, right? S&P Plus is 5.4. That was what you did there, yeah. Bravo. I like it. FPI gives them 4.8 wins. Best food we have is a roast beef Manhattan, which we already talked about earlier with Indiana. Six and seven last year. Big-ass pizzas should have been the answer. Yeah, from Fox's Pizza or whatever it was. I made a table out of it. So six and seven. Really, the only thing that matters is the one win over Ohio State, forty-nine to twenty. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should just bask in that for a moment. But uh, reminds me, uh, anyway, they they kept uh, they kept Jeff Brom there. Is this this is his third year? I staying guess home, uh, baby. staying home, maybe staying home despite Louisville calling, which I thought was his home, but uh, not anymore. I don't know his new anymore, home. I guess stay in his new home, baby. 
<laughs> uh, West Lafayette's great for him. So they, they gave him uh, $36.8 million over seven years, which probably goes a long way in West Lafayette, I guess. You could buy um, the whole city. Probably, yeah. He has a cute <laughs> city now. Yeah. Uh, they, one thing that is interesting is their recruiting has definitely improved. They, they got six four-star prospects after having uh, that many in five previous classes combined. So they, they actually hit the 25th ranked uh, recruiting class, which isn't, you know, great in the conference, but for Duke, for Purdue, that's pretty good. Pretty good in the West, um, honestly. Yeah. Also, uh, Rondell Moore's back. Yeah, who's so maybe the best player of the Big Ten? Maybe? Really? Yeah, he's one of the best I mean, receivers. All American is a true freshman. He's definitely the best he's receiver maybe, in the Big yeah. Ten. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. But they, they did lose that quarterback that basically just lobbed up the ball to him David every Bow. time. I'm sure anyone could uh, do David, that, though. Yeah, David yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of people could do that. That's true, and uh, but they did lose uh, their top two running backs and five of eight players with double-digit receptions and four of six last year's primary OL. I guess they kind of shuffled somebody else so in there too. Fine. So we're gonna we're gonna find out if if more can um yeah. go I, through what four four coverage what you know double team triple team quadruple team. I feel like yeah. these S&P and FPI, uh, they're both around five wins. That is really low considering Purdue avoids basically all of the good East teams. They don't play Michigan, Ohio State, or Michigan State. Mm. So they play the whole West and then the trash of the East. Well, mm. yet still well, only 5.4 okay. predicted wins. I mean, I don't know. So maybe bet the over on them if you're into that whole thing. Right. Well, we don't know what the uh, Vegas line is. Actually, yeah, we, we don't we, we don't have the Vegas spread on. Oh, I, I uh, pulled it up. Hang I, on, I got to look and see. I pulled all the Vegas spreads up. Uh, okay. I, okay. I guess before we get off of Purdue, uh, I'd like to say rest in peace, Tyler Trent. Hmm. He was the... Yeah. Um, Purdue, they the say seven. College student, the student. In Vegas. Hmm... I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to cut off the rest of the I don't know if I would take. Thing. I don't know if I would do seven. over on seven. Vegas says seven? Vegas says seven. I would push seven. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go over. Yeah, seven seems about right to yeah, me. Seven. Six or seven. I don't think I would bet over seven. Yeesh. All right. Um, yeah, so so we'll see how things go. Uh, moving on to Wisconsin, our last team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Big 14. Uh, S&P Plus has them at 9.1 wins. <laughs> the hell is this? FPA. these predicted wins? They're way off uh, each other's. S&P Plus is 9.1 and FPI but is 6.6 6 wins. I think on this one. I don't know that... I don't, I, don't, I don't trust Wisconsin for nine wins this year. Vegas says eight. Uh, I would take the under. No? Oh, Let's see who they got. Push on that. Let's see who they know. got. Tough. Yeah, I was going to pull up that schedule. Let's, who we got in here? Uh... I mean, you still got Taylor, though. Jonathan Taylor is like one of the best running backs in the country. They still have one of the best offensive lines in the country. Uh, they are going to wear that kid out, wear, wear him this, out. He had 2,194 yards last that's year. That's a lot of yards. Yeah, Granted, that's he just, ran his legs are going to fall of, off. He had a lot of rushes, too. So, I mean, I'm yeah. looking at Wisconsin's schedule right now. I see four games that I say, yeah, those are 100% wins. That's it. Well, we got USF, uh, Central Michigan, Michigan, uh, Michigan, eh, yeah, Northwestern. We got Kent State, yep, Michigan State, Illinois, yes. Ohio State, mm-hmm. Iowa, Nebraska, Purdue, and Minnesota. So your four wins are what? USF, Central Michigan, Kent, and Illinois. Northwestern? That, that, Illinois. I'm, oh, that's, Illinois. I'm assuming that it means that Central Michigan isn't like the Central Michigan of like four or five years ago, right? They're, they're just... Uh, 
What there's do you think? A, there's well, a little bit of time where they were decent for like a. So you got They got to go four and five. four in their other eight games for it to be a push. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Well, here's the things we know about Wisconsin. They're always going to have huge white offensive linemen mm-hmm. who are good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have a running back who's going to somehow go for two thousand yards. Mm-hmm. This is what uh-huh. we know. This That's is this is yeah. this is true. This is what we know. <laughs> it's locked in. I do feel I do feel like nine and three seems like a very Wisconsin uh, record. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, eight and four probably seems a little bit more likely, but what do I know? I want them. I, um, I think I, so. Here's my. This is maybe. This is probably wishful wishful thinking. I think Wisconsin might be starting to slip. I think. You know, Jonathan Taylor and their line may hide it, but like that loss to uh, Minnesota, they didn't really have any sort of pat like deep passing game last year. Uh, didn't really only beat Rutgers by fourteen. Lost to Northwestern. You know, they went down the stretch. You know, before their bowl game, uh, you know, they went uh, three and four. You know, and that was beating Illinois, Rutgers, and Purdue. And they lost to Northwestern, Penn State, Minnesota, Michigan. Uh, lost to BYU. Um, you know, like I, I'm again. Maybe this is hope uh, on my part because I have been to way too many games where I have watched Nebraska get blown completely out by Wisconsin. But I think they may finally be kind of coming off some of that. Um, I don't know. Well, I think Wisconsin has had the benefit of playing uh, in the West, where Nebraska hasn't been Nebraska, uh, yeah. and the rest of the West is garbage. And so they've. When they have to play those crossover games of the high state of Michigan, those are losses. And I think the years where Paul Chris has had successful seasons are when they avoid the big teams in the East and they are playing down Nebraska team. Yeah, like yeah, they went undefeated until they lost into in the uh, championship game. It was like two years yeah. ago or something. Yeah. I mean, Andy, you skipped the best food in Wisconsin, by the way. Oh, yeah. I did. Uh, butter burgers. I also had fries, fried cheese. Yeah, you could just said Culver's. Culver's. What about bratwurst? Yeah, butter burgers. Yeah. I, yeah. That looks good. I was honestly. wanting to talk about one other thing, but when you mentioned Culver's, uh, Culver's just opened up near here. I need to try uh, it out. We it's have so Culver's good. here, too, so I don't know how we're going to say Wisconsin, but whatever. Well, Culver's from Wisconsin. That's it what I was thinking. It was, but yeah. the, I do, I'm so not a fan of like frozen custard. I don't understand. Well, butter burgers well, five and fried cheese like, are very Wisconsin. Five guys is burgers. I think the butter burgers thing is not exclusive to Culver's, but they have butter burgers and they yeah. they are a chain. Yeah. So yes. it's good. Yeah. But Culver's is great. But it is good. The thing on the football side, would a worry be like if if Wisconsin actually believes that they are sliding, is the worry like would Barry Alvarez just jump back in the head coaching again? Try to like <laughs> no Barry Alvarez si- likes hanging out in so. Florida in his condo way too much. Like he's oh, he's basically so he, like a halftime athletic director anyway. Though he's a halftime athletic director that is actually still sort of the head football coach. Um, so don't cross him. Okay, but yeah. like he doesn't actually want to be responsible. He just wants to be able to come in and say whatever and make them do it. Um, but like the dude lives in Florida half the time. Uh, and you know, he deserves to, like he can do whatever he wants. He built them into what they are, which is a Nebraska clone, which is absolutely infuriating yeah. as a Nebraska <laughs> fan to see a team that wears our colors, does the exact same thing we used to do, Ooh. does it better than we do and have it done to us. I cannot tell you how much it drives me up the effing wall. I am so sick of it. 
watching Melvin Gordon break the NCAA rushing record in three quarters, the stupid jump around song between the third and the fourth quarter, their oh. shitty student <laughs> fans, like that, the drunken crap, the whole thing, going to the Big Ten championship game as the favorite versus a 7-5 and five Wisconsin team who then breaks off 70 points inside of us. Aggravating. Mm. Just really, really frustrating. Like, as much as I hate Iowa, I hate Wisconsin I, more. I had not thought of that, the whole, like, doing the same thing he did the same colors too is and he is a nebraska player who played under bob devaney so like he's from the nebraska coaching tree and he built nebraska in wisconsin and they're better than us Ooh. and it it you don't know how much we all hate them like it, it kills us inside hmm. <sighs> Ranto but if you throw. do need a bowl game coach barry alvarez is your guy yeah he's good <laughs> he's very very good at what he does well, um, hate to bring this to a close, but that uh, we we got to end yeah, the uh, the Big Fourteen sometime. Jeez, but, that took uh, forever. Cut out some of these teams. Did. Sorry, did I say too much? Uh, yeah, no, no, you're good. I think that I actually did more on the. Uh, I had a little bit more downtime this week, so I worked on the outline a little bit more than I normally. This is actually I, a little bit more. And I paid than attention this whole time too. I know. I'm so proud of you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is impressive. We, we do have some questions, so I've got one, and I already did some uh, some kind of pre-work on this a little bit but uh question is from a uh an aggie fan and it is um the only d1 stadium i could reasonably travel to is college park so maryland obviously mm-hmm. been there uh where they give you an upper deck seat with a voucher for a hot dog and soda for less than 20 dollars. so which maryland home game gives the best bang for the buck follow up is it even worth going to that one, or is Terp football too just too pathetic when not playing Texas? Uh, I feel like we touched on this a little so bit earlier. I pulled earlier, up their schedule. But, uh, Maybe not. Their fans are shit, and the campus is in the middle mm-hmm. of a very dangerous area. But if you're well, an Aggie fan, they're not playing Texas A&M, I'm assuming. He's just saying nope. that he'll just go to a game just to hang out. He, if you're not an opposing area. fan, it might not be terrible. I don't know. If, well, they so here's who their probably their best game of the year next year. They got Penn State at home. Yeah, so if you want to see them, that's a good. Yeah. And Michigan and Maryland home. because no one wants to root for Michigan. Yeah, State, and Nebraska so. at home. Yeah, I'm flying halfway across the country to go to a game in College Park. I know, not yeah. halfway across the country. I'm flying across the entire country from Los Angeles to, <laughs> yeah, to Washington D.C. So the best the answer is Nebraska because you can hang out with James. It's true. I will game. be there. I will. If you're idea. going, let me know. Buy your beer. Yeah. And there you go. It's you know uh, the very personal aspect of that whole thing is my uh, grandma, my dad's mom, is uh, graduated the University of Maryland. Was she passed away earlier this year? She was the first ever nursing class there, a uh, female nursing class at University of Maryland. Cool. So like it's kind of like a fun family thing that like going to have Nebraska finally play at Maryland. Uh, so I'm actually really excited to go see the campus that she went to school on, see a game there, and then we'll catch a train and hightail it up to Philadelphia and eat some cheesesteaks and watch the Seahawks play the Eagles the next night. But still, I'm excited to go. I think any Big Ten stadium is worth going, but especially if you can see one of the like classic Big Ten powers um, like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Nebraska. And for 20 bucks. I think. I thought you were going to say one of the classic Big Ten powers like Maryland. I was like, yeah. I was about to say, well, hold on a second. No, I was saving the joke for Nebraska. I love it when the Big Ten Network's like Big Ten classic games and they show like 94 Nebraska beating Miami. It's like, hmm. It's like you guys playing Oklahoma. If you're pining to watch some college football in person, you can't beat 20 bucks, which gets you a seat and a hot dog and a soda. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sounds like Georgia Tech football. They do that still. So nice. 
so we got a question from a uh, a Husky fan, um, and it's a very valid question. And we maybe should have asked that before we went over all this. But why should we pay attention to the Big Ten this season? We well, the Husky fan doesn't have to because they have 9 a.m. kickoffs now, so yeah. they don't have to watch the. <laughs> that's games. so yeah, funny. That's true. Larry's got it. Such a hack. Oh my god. <laughs> I nine. I have a hard time getting up at nine a.m. and I'm supposed to be at work by eight. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, so look, as a Big Ten <laughs> fan, as a Big Ten fan on the West Coast, nine a.m. kickoffs are my jam. Uh, one of the Nebraska watch site bars out here in Los Angeles has the best Bloody Marys. Uh, like, I am so excited that our first game is a nine a.m. kick, so that. My girlfriend and I can go there and we can drink Bloody Marys and like they make their own Bloody Mary mix. They make their own pickles. They make a little sandwich like it's a total Midwestern Bloody Mary. So I don't know about you guys, but the 9 a.m. kick is great because you get, it, you get the game over with. Hopefully your team wins and then you can just relax the rest of the day and watch all the other college football games. Well, it's nice. It, I, I mean, I always I was like, man, 9 a.m. too early. But like now, like I get up early anyway. Uh, on the weekends early-ish and so like i have to watch like three hours of game day or something before i can watch some actual football so it must be nice to just wake up and the football's on yeah that that's exactly what's great about it i mean thinking yeah i feel like it would be way harder if you went to the game though so if you were trying to go to like uh well like yeah like imagine like like, la well actually maybe not like in a lot of these towns i guess like the small towns are probably worse like if usc was playing at 9 a.m at the coliseum it would be easy as hell but like maybe if you're in like Eugene, Oregon, traffic at six in the morning, six thirty in the morning with all these people driving across Oregon would kind of be pretty tough. Uh, well, like if you don't live or, in the city where your school, where your alma mater is, then you have to like, and you have to be there by a nine a.m. kick. You're like leaving at six five in the morning, whatever, just to get there in time for kickoff. You don't even have time to tailgate. Or oh sure, Nebraska fans. I mean, okay. there's no in a lot of these small towns. There's no hotel rooms, right? Like not or not nearly enough hotel rooms. So like okay. people drive in day of the game. Nebraska people drive six or seven hours to get to the game. So a nine a.m. Yeah. kick would require people getting up at like one or two in the morning to start their drive across the state to make it by kickoff. Yeah, but then again, the Pac-12 yeah. doesn't have teams that cut fans that come to the games, so it doesn't matter anyway. True. Yeah. I, I was because I was thinking having the football first, you know, and getting out of the way, you have an unbroken chain of tailgating the rest of the day without having to worry about your team playing. But then I'm thinking, well, if your team loses, and well, then you at least have a way to relieve the pain. Drink it off. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why should you pay attention to the big? My, here's my opinion. Uh, because I think the big is still the best top-to-bottom conference out there. Um, it doesn't have, like, that Clemson, Alabama. But, like, the SEC, like, they don't have quarterbacks. Like, I mean, look at look at how exciting, like, Michigan's going to be exciting this year. Penn State, Ohio State all look really good. You have some exciting teams. And, like, you know, Michigan State's solid. Iowa's solid. Wisconsin is always very good. Um, Nebraska's on the upswing. Purdue's on the upswing. Like, like yeah, I mean, like the SEC, I mean, and you can argue the SEC, but you're not going to argue with me about the ACC being better top to bottom. The Pac-12 certainly isn't. The Big Twelve isn't. Oh so, yeah, no, no. Like but, yeah. It, it's the Big Ten and the SEC, and honestly, I think you know a lot of the Big Ten scheduling and powers are a lot more fun than the SEC ones are. Um, but that's my personal bias. I'm a Midwesterner. I'll go back to my corner now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's generally pretty good, um, though. When you think about the cross-scheduling in the future, I think. SEC has changed it up just now. Just, I think today. 
So that at least would mean like new blood to the SEC, but that's that's I guess another conversation. Well, Listen, I, the Big Ten has the best games from the best teams in the best conference. And what time do they play? Uh-huh. <laughs> noon. All, noon, when noon. All true rivalry games. Noon when all true rivalry games are played. That's right. Oh boy. Don't add on me. the Big Ten network. <laughs> hey, I can get the Big Ten network, and, that's and true. I think I should be able to get the ACC network. I still don't have the pack. Network, but I don't think anyone else. Nobody has. does. That's uh, fine. Uh, you might if you have Directv. Yeah. I think maybe they have it. James, James, do you have access to the Pac-12, 10 network? I do. I uh, so in Los Angeles. What's on uh, it? What's what's on it? Uh, <laughs> uh, occasionally, I watch. No, yeah. there are occasional Ooh. games on there that are good. Um, but the main reason is because the Dodgers are tied in with the cable company out here. So the oh, only way yeah. to watch the Dodgers is to subscribe to cable. And now, all that said. I am a college football fan. I must have cable. Um, so yeah, yes. Pac-12 oh, yeah, plus yeah. Dodgers, it's... like it makes it, you would never get satellite here. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I have the Pac-12 network. I do sometimes watch it. Occasionally, there's good games on there. The nice thing too is like I've always loved, even when I lived in Nebraska, went to Nebraska. I love the late night games. I love the West Coast games. I love yes. the Hawaii games. I love Everyone being does. out late there's... at night at the bar and there's still being college football on till midnight or one a.m. Like that was my one of my favorite parts was being able to watch USC play from nine to twelve thirty, uh, because they kicked off at seven in Los Angeles. Like I know the Pac twelve fans hate that, but they don't go to the games anyway. If the game was at one, they wouldn't go. So like the TV exposure and the fact that the rest of the country, maybe not the East Coast, but like the Midwest especially, loves loves that stuff. And so I hope Pac twelve after dark continues for a long time because it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yes. All right, we're gonna. Uh, we got one more question, and we got one from a uh, Texas Tech fan with the, probably the best question we've had uh, so far. Are there any good teams in the Big Ten East? And I don't mean good in the sense of playing well. I mean good as in they are evil. Maybe Indiana. <laughs> I was gonna say Indiana. Indiana's the only. Purdue. Thing <laughs> Purdue's in the no, West. They seem very wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana doesn't oh. have a scandal, does it? It's a wholesome town. No. Uh, Kevin Wilson did something there, yeah. but then got fired. So. I'm going with Indiana. I don't have any ill, yeah. Ill will towards like, them. Someone on the outside, you know, was Michigan State okay up until the you know that obvious yeah, news story? Answer. Sure, but I'm sure Penn yeah, State was Larry, okay up until yeah. their news story. So you know whatever. Yeah, yeah well, Penn State I, was wholesome. I mean, maybe they were cheating. Yeah. Right? They they acted like Maryland they were wholesome. was okay. But I always heard that Penn State fans were horrible. Before yeah, they're the worst fans. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of things about the Ziploc bags there. Yep, it's fun. <laughs> what? Yeah, that they, must have been they're filled with pee. That's what would be. Yep. Oh, be okay. Oh, that's just a different story from like the uh, uh. Florida fans. Florida fans were just Dixie cups. Mm. Also, Penn State fans will just throw whole beers at you, which then I will pick up and drink. <laughs> yeah, that just seems silly. I ain't even mad. That's yeah, a very expensive me. projectile. Uh, it's natty light. It is. Uh, <laughs> so not too uh. much. Cheaper than yeah. bullets. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. like a quarter. All right, uh, so that's all the questions we got, and that's our Big Ten preview. So let's go ahead and talk about next week. So we're going to do the ACC. <laughs> Clemson um, wins again. It's going to go a lot faster because we're going to talk about yeah. Clemson, and then we're just going to skip everyone else. <laughs> and then we're just going to talk about the best foods in each state, and that's about it. Perfect. Yeah. Hope you all are ready so, for pimento cheese. Yum. I, that's right. From Bojangles. It's going to be uh, real difficult for me not to like look up which teams are in which division and what the divisions are called. Don't do it. Okay. Legends and it's leaders. Coastal and something else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's coastal God, and Atlantic, that. I think. Yes, that's correct. 
Okay. All right. Wow. Nailed it. All right. So uh, send in your questions or comments. We have an email address, podcast at academicallyineligible.com. We have a Twitter. Give that a follow at ineligible underscore pod. And uh, let's see. Is that all the stuff we have to plug? Oh, you forgot. The whole reason James is here is to announce that Insomniac is making (laughs) NCAA football 2020 exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. Oh man! <laughs> uh, you know what the best part of that about that would be? Nebraska's ratings would be Nailed so it. good. You have no idea. You guys would be like, "How is Nebraska, Nebraska so overrated in this game?" I'd be like, "That's right." <laughs> you know, Brian Intahar, who's the creator director of Marvel Spider-Man, probably love that stuff too. He's a big Ohio State fan. I don't know if you guys knew that. Ooh, uh, and, uh, is he from Ohio? Uh, yes, he's from Ohio. He's a big Browns fan uh, as well. Oh, okay. uh, so he and he loved Madden and stuff back in the day, and he still loves Madden, I think. But uh, yeah, NCAA. Is... It's hard. To, it's hard to. It's. Mm-hmm. I keep not hearing good. it's. It's not good. I haven't played this year's mm-hmm. yet, but I, I miss NCAA, I, I and I hope maybe one day they'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just thought I would check in with our. Uh, it, for, well, first of all. Uh, review the podcast if you can on uh, academically ineligible review it on uh, whatever Apple calls it now I think it's just podcast iTunes whatever Um, so we got a uh, we have one rating so far we need more (laughs) and it's perfect five star and I'm not going to say their name because I don't know if it's cool it says Tom promised to send me nudes if I subscribed (laughs) you're welcome y'all are welcome so he sent the nudes did you you send the nudes (laughs) take one for the team (laughs) I'll get on. I'll get right on it. All right. News All right, for so, everyone uh, who subscribes. Let's go. Th- there you go. So uh, send those requests to uh, Andrew. What's your Twitter? Uh, <laughs> not kidding. my Twitter. <laughs> you don't have to do that. All right. Yeah. You could have yeah, said me, and and, and I wouldn't have like paid attention. I probably would have said. Twitter. <laughs> you almost said it, and I probably would have yeah, said. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do it. Uh, yeah, I figured I should kind of. Anyway, it, we we don't want to do that. So anyway, send your uh, questions to podcast at academicallyineligible dot com and uh, follow us on watch Twitter. the store shelves for NCAA football two thousand twenty. That's right. Uh, James, you want to plug anything no, else before uh, we go? I'm on Twitter at, at James Stevenson, uh, J-A-M-E-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-O-N. Uh, I do tweet about football. Uh, sometimes people yell at me for it, though, because they don't like it when I tweet about football. But I do it anyway. Stick to games. Uh, you can yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stick, stick to, to video, video games. games. Uh, yeah, I think you'd recently, your talked about, you'd recently talked about the Dodgers, <laughs> like something about tickets or something. I have has anyone given you grief for being a Dodger fan? Or? Uh, some people were just surprised because of the amount of times I tweeted about the Dodgers that I they thought I already was a season ticket holder. But I'm doing it. I bought season tickets for next year because they get the playoffs this year, get the playoffs next year, plus the All-Star game is here. So Ooh. I'm giving the Dodgers do, yeah. extra well, the money to make sure. Dodgers are Dodgers are pretty damn good this they year. They are very, so, very spicy. Uh, seems like it a... is a fun team, and I've gone to a bunch of games. So um yeah i know uh i like tweeting about sports and i love talking college football so feel free to you know look me up on twitter if you ever want to talk uh college football and you can watch my slow progression of like self-loathing as nebraska blows its season apart 10 wins <laughs> hopefully Ten they wins. don't Ten hopefully wins. you guys don't Ten lose wins. while you're in uh Maryland early tradition <laughs> yeah nice all right well um james you're welcome back anytime it's been good having you here so um thanks for having yeah. me it's great to be here there's that thank you Yeah, and thanks for coming, and uh, tune in next week for the ACC previews and uh, another episode of the... (laughs) 
Heaven help us. Another episode <laughs> of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. Peace. And thank you. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com. And this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you.